0: On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, the guys are doing it live again, and no, not that, the show. And they're providing a few new figure updates and a no-duh announcement for the Star Wars Jedi Gaming Franchise. From there, they settle into some very interesting quotes and explanations from Dave Filoni on the future of animated Star Wars and his role in Mando. Plus, they dive into his rant on the Duel of the Fates, which is gold. They then talk some rumors for the Mandalorian and Kenobi, yes, the Hayden one, before moving into the continuation of Ask Us Anything by answering fan submitted questions. They also have a new question of the week to tackle with fan responses, and of course, they wrap with the top 5 Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. It is Matt and Nick. We are here. We are live. We don't know what the hell's going on with my technology. We thought we'd be going a few hours earlier. Well, a few minutes at least, and by few, <laughs> about forty-seven. But we're here now, Nick. Right? Can Can everyone hear us? Can you guys hear me? Can Nick hear me? I don't I know can anymore. Hear
1: everything I can hear, everybody. <laughs> all the stuff. What I can't hear is the TV behind me because I can see that the stream of episode one that I was trying to do has killed itself. It's not working. Oh, this no. It's the first no. time I was trying to do it off a of TPM. Disney Plus, and apparently there's just too much bandwidth being used. So I will have to revert back to the physical Blu-ray discs for the next run. So. Yeah, we're,
0: get, we're getting uh, some bitrate warnings here on the YouTube live stream. So I'm sure that's my internet connection fucking stuff up. But that's just how things go so hey welcome to the star wars time show this is kind of fun doing it live isn't it yay i can hear them all in the chat yay 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 we got we got uh one six shooter we've got sir dork we've got baron's black series we've got star wars black series 2019 we got action figure snaps we got thomas gross i forget who he is we've got (laughs) everything kylo who else is up in this piece it doesn't matter they're here and they're ready Look for some that. star wars time right all right buddy so i guess let's just get into it before the shit hits the fan over here on my end uh because there's a good chance something's going to crash out either my garage band stem this stem i'm still getting bit rate warnings from youtube so who the hell knows what's going to happen uh, I'll try to go in here, and mess with some settings live and try to really screw things up. So this
1: is if you hear an explosion, it's probably <laughs> on the it's probably in the Ohio HQ and it's probably Matt's computer. Just just completely yeah, giving up. <laughs> yeah,
0: I am. I'm losing it over here. It's like I always <laughs> promise Nick. I'm like, dude, I got it. I've been, I've been practicing. Stuff's <laughs> ready to go. The tech should be rocking and rolling and sure as shit when we fire up stuff literally starts to explode so uh we're here I, i'm not digging the quality so far but whatever here we go let's get into it so as we always do we try to start with the low hanging fruit items right nick and that's usually new toy reveals um, video game stuff this that and the other thing and we kind of have a follow-up from a reveal we talked about last week now we have some glamour shots of this sexy ass hot toys one six scale captain rex Ooh, yeah i mean some i remember yes everyone i am recording my stem (laughs) that does not mean garage band will actually keep going (laughs) but yes i i actually uh hit go this time so so thank you for asking everyone i do uh, appreciate you looking out for me but back to rex here nick you know last week we we just had the teaser image where all you could really see was his penis
1: yeah you can Uh, see not anything from the the neck up yeah, you, it,
0: basically you had this shot where you, you saw the old cod piece and you know we knew who they were talking about we're not we're not that stupid we are star wars fans but we're not completely a bunch of morons and we're like hey it's going to be a rex and some were wondering would it be more animated looking or would it look more like the commander cody hot toys that was revealed hell many months ago at this point who knows if it will come out who knows if this one will come out but we did get Uh, Glamour shots, if you will, for the Hot Toys Captain Rex. And boy, oh boy, is he looking good.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely not the animated look like we, you know, speculated on last time. Uh, It does look like, basically looks like Tamira Morrison, the real person, you know, and...
0: I mean, all the. I hope he got paid for this. How how much do you think Tamara got paid for his likeness? uh, When you think about how often it's been used now, I mean, millions of characters were essentially Tamara Morrison.
1: Dude, you have to remember though, like Carrie Fisher had this same like conversation back in the day, and she's like, George Lucas basically owns my likeness, so whatever he wants to do with it, he could do with it. And I feel like that's what's happening here with Tamir Morrison. It's just like, hey, man, you signed on to be Django Fett and all the clones. You just didn't realize how many fucking clones there could be. Um, But I mean, this shit, it just looks so good. I mean, it's hot toys. So obviously you're going to get top quality stuff from these guys. But even the the amount of extras that you get with it, like the extra helmets. So you get the yeah, let me let me pull up to the
0: uh, there you go. That's the 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 full package there. What Nick is talking about.
1: Like you get the three thirty second, you get the one with the visor down, you get the regular helmet, the regular Captain Rex helmet as well, and then you get the guns, you get the different hands. I mean, it's just how about how about the jet pack, man? The jet You gotta, pack. You gotta
0: like Rex with his pack, and, and I don't know if that's a direct nod to the Siege of Mandalore, right? Because wasn't he was he whipping a pack at the siege? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I can't sure remember he was. now. I mean, it's only been a few weeks, but it feels like the Clone Wars has now been over for decades. It was such know, a man. impactful end here um but hey man rex with a jetpack multiple helmets that sexy looking face and blonde bleach blonde hair uh you really can't ask for more and he's he's up now for pre-order 255 he's one of those 255 hot toysers uh i dropped my pre-order i don't know if anyone in the chat here anyone else do their pre-order on rex yet he's up now of course we didn't provide the pre-order link, as I always say we will. <laughs> That's usually a lie. I mean, you can head over to our buddies over at X-Clue Magazine. They typically stay on top of that type of stuff. But over here, we get distracted by the pretty pictures and the dreams of what life will be like owning these lovely looking Star Wars Barbies.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you really want the pre-order, we have the sideshow link in the post and oh yeah I think that's right could, i at least did that yeah, i at least you half got that asked. in there so you can like you can click on that yeah. and then click through the, the pre-order link so you're only two clicks away instead of having to find it on your own so we didn't completely leave you out in the fucking <laughs> cold this time everybody be happy yeah, there that go. we See? gave you something
0: yeah we're not we're not that uh, incompetent <laughs> star wars fans over here Um, uh, Spencer's asking this is Baird's Black Series asking how does your wife not chew you out for all the $350 plus pre-orders well uh, it's called you got to train them right you got to train them young and early and they just got to know that this is part of the deal when they link up with a Star Wars collector (laughs) and freak Um, my wife's great about all this stuff Uh, I don't get any bullshit about this Uh, yes I have thousands and thousands of dollars of Star Wars stuff and other things uh, so you never know. I mean, I haven't ended up in a doghouse yet. And a lot of times I just don't tell her I'm pre-ordering this stuff. <laughs> she just uh, can't tell anymore. She's just <laughs> like, oh, that
1: looks like another figure you have. So is it even, is it the same one? Do you, is it a new one? She can't even tell. <laughs> Holy shit. Look who showed up. Look who who's here? in the
0: chat. I'm not it is you. It is the intern. The intern? The, oh my God. The intern's God. here. And you know what? He's in here and he's in here bitching about audio quality. <laughs> Just like an you know intern what? would. Someone let him out of his closet, <laughs> apparently, and, in, and now he's in here busting on the audio.
1: Look at that. You will, well, <laughs> Ryan, you should be our audio engineer intern yeah. then. Yeah, you we, we, we
0: I, I could use some help here. I'm trying to like, at this point, I essentially have to use my penis as a third hand <laughs> to to control the OBS setup here. Uh, the, the chat gets very distracting I love it though but we're getting a bunch of stuff uh, a lot of the fans are interested in the fact that I am a teacher and still have money to buy all these toys he's and, a college
1: professor right there, there's a little
0: difference there I don't, Spencer yeah. I don't know what, what level of education you're going for but I kind of lucked out and got into higher ed so I'm at a community college and if I told you what I made you'd probably want to reach through the chat And tweak my nipples and then punch me (laughs) in the face because uh there's it's a pretty good gig let's put it that way i make plenty of money for the amount of of work and the time that i get off so plenty of money to spend on star wars barbies yeah Uh, all right nick so the other kind of low hanging fruit topic we had this week is something that i don't think was uh mind-blowing to any of us here at star wars time hq and yeah no that's that's the intern too we'll keep him in there mm-hmm. um, but that's a fact that ea finally just came out and said hey you know what that game we made that star wars jedi colon fallen order it made a lot of money yeah people kind of liked it fans bought it in droves and played a ton of hours of it so let's go ahead and make it a franchise
1: yeah it's pretty much the most obvious choice they could make i mean it would be pretty fucked up if they had a battlefront franchise which they do i mean there's two of them so that's technically a franchise but to say hey jedi fallen order was great it was one of the best-selling star wars games that we've put out as ea But let's only keep it to one when there was one clearly a setup for a second game at the end of the first one. And like you said, the critical reception was really good. The fan reception was really good. And there's been people out there clamoring for more content. I mean, last week we talked about some, you know, some pretty minor content updates. You got some arena play. You got some new cosmetics and stuff like that. You know, the one thing we did,
0: um, we did fuck up and I'll blame it on you. Okay. Because uh, I think you covered this one, but there is—they did add a new game plus.
1: Oh yeah, new game plus is—I I mean, I don't even <laughs> consider that like. New you gotta content, stay on those though. details, Nick. I can't—I can't even consider that new because you're just playing the game. Yeah, you're, you're, right, no you're right. No new content to it. It's just you know. I get it. I it's understand. a
0: game. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a game that could benefit from new game plus because typically the uh, the allure of new game plus outside of you, you're an achievement or a trophy whore is to kind of go through the early parts of the game being mapped out, right? Like, yeah. you already have the powers, you're, you're, you're highly geared, this, that, and the other thing. So, I, I don't know what it is with that game. I, I I was a fan. I just, I have no interest at this point ever going back to Fallen Order until it's either Fallen Order 2 or, as a, I kind of speculate here, and I think EA's kind of leaving it kind of murky right now, Star Wars Jedi could be opened up into all sorts of different territory and characters. It it doesn't always, at least from my understanding, uh these Star Wars Jedi games don't always have to be about Cal.
1: Yeah, I agree. We know that there are multiple Jedi that survived Order 66. Um and and to, you know, I feel like with Cal and with, you know, all of the crew of the Mantis, it's a its a core group that you can keep together and it would be fun to kind of follow them along. But I think it would be beneficial to show what other Jedi are going through or even have you play through like a stage <laughs> or two. And this is something that I'm stealing from from Force Unleashed is to play through as, as Vader. Like, you know that Vader's out there hunting these Jedi. You know that Vader is going through and trying to clean up the galaxy of all Light Side Force users. So... You know that Cal's out there trying to to further the cause of the Jedi to make sure that the Jedi survive through to another generation, whenever that will be. But well, you also know that Vader's out there actively hunting them. So if you could play, if you could see things a little bit from the dark side, and then you could go back to the light side, play through as Cal, maybe have more Jedi brought into the story. Um, that would be really cool. Uh similar to what you saw in Force Unleashed. Yes. You know, you had Starkiller, who was this, you know this Jedi force out there. And then he links up with Ram Coda, the old master that he meets on that trash planet. So I think that there's some parallels that you can play between those two games, especially since you're in a familiar time period. Um, but I, I would like to see it go beyond Cal a little bit, maybe bring in some new characters, yeah. some new Jedi.
0: I mean, I think something we talked about when we first broke the game down that Cal kind of ended up being, as milk toast as a star wars character could get right yeah uh, it wasn't i mean we got to see order 66 through his lens and you got a little more of the prequel era kind of fleshed out because of cal i'm not saying i hate him and he's a piece of shit mm. he just i don't know he didn't really bring anything he did, I, he's not a character that i look to him like man cal was fucking rad
1: yeah i mean he cal was cal that's it was definitely it. a game that was more focused on the overarching narrative of the time than the actual like this person's story. Like <laughs> you,
0: you got a, these damn commenters, dude. You almost have to pull it up. I mean, it, <laughs> it, we we could essentially do a show just reading the comments. Now the intern <laughs> is starting to throw a temper tantrum that we didn't let him know that we started live streaming these things. Oh. And I guess intern, every once in if a while, you we, we should <laughs> open up the, the closet. <laughs> Follow he, the, the Instagram. Intern is is anti social media, so that's definitely one reason why he he isn't in the know. Okay. Uh, but the other reason, I mean, we do keep him locked up under under the, uh, the the floor down here, and I only throw down scraps of food every now and then and some tequila to keep him somewhat comatose <laughs> so we can get him to do all the heavy lifting work that we don't tell anyone about. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, others. Yeah. A lot of people are kind of agreeing with the conversation here that uh, fall in order. We all liked it, but going back and playing it again is kind of a hard sell. So yeah, I think, uh, someone here, I think Sion suggested a- a- Ahsoka. Yeah. That'd be fucking fantastic. I mean, yeah. after those last four episodes of, of TCW at this point, uh, uh, Ahsoka has so much potential, and not that she did not before that, but I think the way Filoni has framed her now, uh, there's so much potential, but I, I'm pretty sure we know where Ahsoka is going. Right? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get there yet. We got plenty of, of Mandalorian stuff to talk to, but... Uh, after hearing from Filoni last week on his creations and the animated uh, verse and what he's doing now in live action, I think it's safe to say we are going to see that crossover with Ahsoka, but you never know. Yeah. Before we move on, Nick, I, I have a little show and tell for some people in this room here that I know they will appreciate. And uh, just today, and I've already wiped it down so it shouldn't have any COVID aids on it, <laughs> but just today, look what showed up in the mail the hyper real Luke Skywalker, which if you look at the picture, you go, oh my God, who is that? Like, is that animated Mark Hamill? Well, guess what, people? If you open it up and you take a look at him, they actually did a pretty good job on the figure. See? Uh, I don't know if you can see that, my friends, on the live stream, but the face is not all janky looking. He is all still rubber. Uh, but the face looks way better than the box art yeah i I remember
1: when we first saw this look look at the box art
0: dude i mean uh, i know you can't see it but i mean the box art he looks like an animated kind of neanderthal man almost
1: yeah. And I I have the live stream pulled up now and we definitely have a little bit of a delay, but I can see the face you're showing it now, at least on my side. It does look better. It looks way better than the, than the box. I So like, how the fuck did they get that box? Art <laughs> I don't photo? know,
0: dude. I don't know. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, Klondike's asking better than, oh, a, a thousand times better. I mean, I haven't ripped him out of the box yet. Cause it, he just showed up before we went live, but just looking at him through the window, it, it's not even close. Uh, the the figure is so much better in hand and I know Trevor's over here he's still unhappy still thinks it looks like a cartoon well guys if I wasn't an asshole and didn't have things black and white and actually had him taken (laughs) out of the box before this I think we could have got a little better show and tell of that figure but I can tell you in hand it's not even close not even close to looking like the box art
1: yeah and look we're, we still have to keep in mind here people that this is an audio there is an audio only version we can't do show and tell the whole show because then the people listening to the only audio would be pretty upset they'd be like what the fuck man these people are selling out i feel for- like i just
0: gave myself the virus by touching that box too much so i guess we'll <laughs> we'll move on at this point i just wanted to show it there i know Uh, it looks like our boy triple P joined up and he thinks he looks like garbage. So uh, I wouldn't, (laughs) I I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything less from the triple P. Yeah.
1: We will not Uh, be seeing any, any hyper real Luke Skywalkers from triple P anytime soon. So
0: well, if anything, now I can take them out and put them next to my, my Vader and and reenact the, you know, I'm your daddy type of scenes. Yeah. yeah, I did take some pictures of the Vader this weekend, but you know how I roll. I take pictures and then a year later I'll actually release them.
1: Yeah, we'll see him in 2021. So
0: keep, keep your eye on Ed Haywood Pop for there. So, Oh, look at this. Everyone's already, already shitting on Hyper Real Luke. He's going to uh-huh. end up in the Walmart discount section. All right, we will see. <laughs> we shall see, but I guarantee you those people in here, once you start seeing pictures of them, you'll be like, oh, I wish I had him to take pictures of them too. Okay, Nick, uh, kind of transitioning out of our low-hanging fruit Star Wars topics for this week, episode 110 here. We're moving into kind of a, a silly, canonized piece of uh, content that we got from The Rise of Skywalker. I don't know how you feel about this, but when I saw this, I was like, ugh.
1: I mean, it's, 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 you it's know.
0: all right, I guess. I don't think anyone would ever have picked up on this unless they bought the book. Uh, the visual guide for The Rise of Skywalker, but... uh,
1: You you know, if I would have actually... I own it, and if I would have actually looked at it, I probably could have put this up a lot sooner.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the the tweet we're talking about, I believe... Yeah, this was posted January 6th, so that just goes to show you how in tune your boys from the Star Wars Time show really are with... The Star Wars verse I mean it's now May and we're talking about something that was discovered in January uh, but it, I think it was something that went over a lot of people's heads and I don't really blame them because it's 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 a big stretch that I think they're trying to make here yeah uh, but essentially Dangar was in the rise of Skywalker he just uh, has essentially gone nuts I mean he's kind of like a real housewives of Beverly Hills in terms <laughs> of cosmetic surgery uh like the dude went crazy and ended up turning himself into this character named Rothgar Dang.
1: Yeah, it's like he vadered himself, except in a really shitty way. Like from what the the description on the on the you know visual dictionary post says, basically Rothgar Dang, yes, this is Dangar. Um it's trying to beat age and can you know continue to live and work as a bounty hunter forever. So he started, you know, piecing out his body for robotic parts. And really, all you see now is just he's got some sort of mutated, disgusting-looking dengar isk head. And he then looks like a
0: douchebag. I, I mean, just yeah. just look at how this thing's built. If, if this guy's still trying to go around and bounty hunt if i just and i'm short like i'm 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 tiny if i just ran and like curled myself at his chest i could topple him over i mean yeah. he's so top heavy look at these janky arms he gave himself then he he like arnold schwarzenegger 1980 style his chest <laughs> yeah i know he's, see, his chest is so much bigger than the rest of his body
1: it's ridiculous um but this is what it says uh, it says, as age began slowing his reflexes and dulling his senses, Rothgar, a.k.a. Dengar, turned to black market surgical clinics to replace damaged or wizened body parts with ones that will give him an advantage in his dangerous trade. Right. Poor decision making <laughs> has led him to look uh, to a ghastly appearance. So hey, He's stupid
0: <laughs> and we're getting some good comments here from the peanut gallery here, but uh trevor's asking one six shooter why did he have to change his name well he's probably embarrassed would you want to call yourself trevor if you did this to yourself
1: yeah i know if you if you had like a a melted face and like your arms look really stupid and you know you had half a body i don't know dude and then
0: the the intern wants to know if he has a metal penis (laughs) Uh, i don't know i mean looking down it still looks like he's wearing a cloth uh, a yeah. loincloth if not so i'm gonna go with he has left little dangar intact intact yeah i mean i
1: i want to see if we get a we should get a a black series figure of this and see what kind of creative <laughs> stuff that I, I would
0: i would only want one like this so someone like sir dork could fucking melt him and blow him to bits <laughs> yeah exactly
1: you know yeah,
0: i mean it this would- one it would be a good figure to, to literally just pour flammable liquid on it light it on fire and take pictures of it as it's melting
1: well that would be the perfect reason why his head looks like that as if he was actually (laughs) melted because that's what it looks like anyway anguished rictus is now permanent it's pointing at his head and saying that that is that is an anguished rictus on his face so i
0: don't don't know i just i thought it was odd i know i know this is old and it just it just popped up and uh derpger i like that one from rust belt collector Derpgar, yeah it works <laughs> uh yeah i don't know he should have just stuck with the toilet paper i think uh, i think he looked a lot better when he just wrapped that stuff around this dome versus whatever the hell he did here but like i said once you get into cosmetic surgery you never know how far you will go down that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to stop once you get your first one. It's kind of like tattoos. Once you get one, there's almost a guarantee that you will continue to get them. And for Dengar... You gotta gotta love his classic
0: look, though. I mean, he just, he looked like a bum. Like, he just looks like a bozo.
1: He looks like, he's like, there's no way. You look at this guy, and it looks like he's got, like, (laughs) tin man armor on. It literally looks Uh. like, I mean, and this may be... What it legitimately was like what the prop was made out of but like an old school like diving suit that they just kind of like welded these other pieces onto and then yeah he just looks so beaten down and dead but he's all fat
0: and out of shape but hey i mean he's he's one of the known bounty hunters so i guess he was good at his profession at one point in time yeah yeah all right man uh let's get into some of this felony stuff our lord and savior at this point if you're a star wars fan i mean i've gone on record now for the past few weeks saying that and i hope it's just a a matter of feloni is just telling chapik and them like leave me alone i don't want to run lucasfilm i want to keep creating i want to be an artist because i mean the dude should be running lucasfilm Uh, we're going to get into the next story here but if you all in the chat have not watched the Mandalorian, whatever the hell it Disney is, the behind gallery. the scenes. Yeah, the Disney Gallery for Mandalorian, episode two. It is a masterclass in flownyism Yeah. And, and it shows you how much, how much this guy is in tune with Star Wars and in tune with Lucas's vision. And, and honestly, if you ever need to explain to non-Star Wars fans why you love star wars and why you sit around and list, listen to two assholes talk about star wars show them probably the last half of that episode where filoni goes into a deep deep dive into the duel of fates which yeah. we're going to do next but it's beautiful but uh before he he dropped those bombs on her faces and uh, the duel of the fate stuff nick is just it's like i said god level star wars Uh, But he, uh, who's he talking to, Deadline, he was talking to Deadline kind of about the end of the Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano, what what he's up to in Mandalorian. We got some interesting tidbits from him. So first up, Deadline asked the good Dave, hey buddy, what's your thoughts on Rebels? we going to get Rebels Part 2, Rebels sequel, this, that, and the other thing. And Dave goes on to answer, no, not really. I was really happy with how that series turned out, and I feel like we got to tell a complete story there. It was one of the things that really drove me to thinking, well, it would be great to have a complete feeling like that for Clone Wars. So now to have both is really great. I think that there's always potential. Here's the translation, my friends. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am making other animated shows using characters that we created in Rebels, They've all earned their place in the galaxy, so to speak. So I'm sure there's some more of them to do. So, right, Nick? That's pretty much... You're going to see more than likely Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, so on and so forth in animated form again, and we need to.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about doing a Rebels like direct continuation for Season 5 is there's really not a good place for those characters to go considering we know that they've essentially split themselves into two different factions. You have Sabine and Ahsoka off looking for Ezra in the unknown regions or wherever the hell he is at the end of uh season four. And then you have Hera raising her child, uh, that, you know, that her and Kanan had. So you can't, I wouldn't say it would be necessarily easy to do a season five. That's a direct continuation, but what you can do is continue the stories later on i mean we know that i mean or we can speculate that that you know sabine is still looking for ezra or signs of ezra well into age of resistance timeline based off of things that we've seen from galaxy's edge and we know that you know ahsoka may be coming back into the mandalorian timeline and that you know even at that point in time ezra is probably still not Found yet? So I think no, there is dude,
0: dude's lost, man, and really, yeah. that's how we we've talked about. It. You don't you don't necessarily call it Star Wars Rebels, two. Yeah, we we call it the Adventures of Ahsoka and Sabine as they look for Ezra, it's something like that. But you've got to wrap up that storyline, or at least bring Ezra and Thrawn back into the fold. You cannot leave those two characters in limbo in the in the unknown regions. So. I think 100% we are getting more animated Star Wars using characters from Rebels Clone Wars I hope they employ the new Clone Wars style of animation and they don't go back to Rebels animation not that I got as upset as some people in here but uh, I I really think what they did at least that tease we got at the end of the Clone Wars here with the Empire and how they look and how they remade Vader and the Stormtroopers made them look more traditional versus the a uh, more cartoony animated look for Rebels. So uh, it, it's going to happen, my friends. Uh, I, I'm just going to start talking like other Star Wars fans site out <laughs> there and just start saying shit as if it's real. Uh, but uh, there, there's no way Floney leaves characters like Ezra and Thrawn just yeah. putzing around in the unknown regions. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's too I, much. And I, I don't know about you, Nick, but I don't think you you bring them back in live action. I think that story has to be dealt with in the animated space
1: yeah i agree i mean look i would love to see a live action Thrawn for the intern i did finish reading all three of the Thrawn books recently in fact i finished the third one about two and a half weeks ago um and those characters i mean Thrawn in particular is such an interesting character and then ezra being kind of this you know last hope of the jedi before even you know luke was there it, it deserves a proper,
0: I don't want to say a proper ending, but a proper continuation to see what's yeah. happening to these characters. Yes, dude. They're, they're, I mean, Star Wars Rebels, Ezra was essentially the main character. I mean, yeah. he was the the central character, at least to me, and the you know Phoenix Squadron kind of complimented him and, and helped him become who he ultimately became at the end of season four, making that sacrifice and essentially tapping into force whales to take him and Thrawn out of the galaxy save the day so the rebels could kind of continue on towards the battle of Yavin
1: I mean it's it there's such an interesting dynamic that you can play with a with an animated series like this because you don't have to just focus on you know one of the two parties it doesn't just have to be the search for for you know Ezra through the eyes of Sabine and Ahsoka you can you can play it to where literally you have you know two continuous threads playing through each episode where you see Thrawn and Ezra in their unknown regions wherever they are different galaxy who the fuck knows and then you have the thread with Ahsoka uh and and Sabine looking for them and then you can see like you learn a lot about Thrawn through these new books like you learn that Yes, he is. He has a loyalty to the Empire, but it's not like a complete loyalty. It's not some sort of like, you know, General Veers or you know, or Vader
0: for the most part or, until he's yeah. seeing his son getting murdered on the floor.
1: Exactly. Like he has a lot of other alle- allegiances and alliances to the Chiss Ascendancy, and there are other things that he definitely he doesn't just blindly follow the Imperial way. Like he can see, like I. I'm in a situation where it's better for me to make an ally of the person that I'm with than to, you know, continue to treat him as my enemy. So there's a lot of different ways you can play with those two characters. I mean, Ezra being the kind of more stubborn and, you know, emotion-driven character, and then you have Thrawn as the more analytical, very, um, you know, straightforward, this is what we need to do uh, to survive. I want to kind
0: of take us off topic because that's what we do. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> we're having a a goat fight in the chat right now. By the way. Oh no! It's uh, yeah, we got two, the the two original goats are in here, and there's about to be a brawl, a battle. Uh, What's happening?
1: Yeah. i not. I don't have to. <laughs> a-
0: everything Kylo. He he said it's time to sell the bait. Goat v goat. So they have a, <laughs> a little goat off in here. Here we go. Uh, but then Jared came in and just said, "Hey, we're all goats," so Jared's <laughs> definitely the hippie of the chat.
1: Look at that. Uh, See, I like that. Jared. <laughs> Jared is playing the true Jedi of the two, and then yeah, as but, as uh, his name suggests, <laughs> Jesse is. Oh, there you go. Klondike's got
0: goats farting in the chat. I love it. The, the <laughs> chat's definitely spicing things up. But kind of back to Ezra in my little tangent here. Did you feel like Ezra was kind of? Maybe Anglin to be more like a Qui-Gon Jinn type of Jedi where he understood the, you know, the connection to nature, the it's okay. Jedis probably should love they should have uh, connections to people, this, that and the other thing. I mean, do you think he was Ezra was was more of a a Qui-Gon style Jedi? I do, because like you mentioned, not only the, the draw to the
1: more naturalistic side of the force, I mean his his ability to communicate with with so many different types of creatures that you saw throughout the the you know the uh, the rebels TV series, but also the fact that he did kind of dabble in the dark and that he did have proper training from from and well proper you know partial training from Kanan and the light side of things. Like he's had so much experience with all aspects of the force that you never really see from like a Jedi, like a you know an, a, a a Galactic Republic Jedi. That that he does have more of a full picture of it, and he was I do think that he would lean as to more of this, you know, they used to call Qui Gon like a gray Jedi, um, but but more of the the balance of the Force style of Jedi where there is there is kind of a a middle ground that isn't completely like and, and, and completely dark, and you're not just you're not completely separating yourself. I do I do agree that he was likely going in that Yeah, direction. and
0: we'll kind of get into this, because I think Filoni really highlights that fact in his Duel of the Fates commentary. I want to just call it a, a speech at this point. I mean, it's, it's everyone in this chat, if you have not watched this, once you're done watching our happy asses, you need to go fire up Disney Plus and watch episode two of The Gallery. Just to listen to Floney preach. I mean, we've got our preacher. He's in here, you know, Cairo, but Floney is the preacher of all Star Wars fans right now. He really is my Star Wars God at this yeah. point.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is the true You got Lucas as the
0: father, and then you got Floney as the son. All right. Yeah, here we go. A- <laughs> and then I'll just anoint myself as the Star Wars Holy Spirit. There we go.
1: Star Wars Time Show is the holy spirit of Star Wars. <laughs> it's official. Oh, look,
0: I'm sweating.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um yeah, dude, so Filoni wasn't done there. I mean, just just take it, take it to the bank. We will be getting more animated Star Wars from Filoni's think tank, and it will cover whatever the hell Ahsoka and Sabine had to do to find Ezra. I just there, there's no way. There's no way they leave Ezra and Thrawn lost in space. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, And that's what he's saying right here. I think that there's always potential for stories. Yes, thank you. That is him going, don't worry, you're going to get it. We just don't know when. Uh, He went on to a deadline, the people interviewing Dave here went on to press him on Sabine's arc. And essentially, would we get more into the Darksaber, her relation to it, this, that, and the other thing? And and just kind of think about, Nick, we kind of, Sabine's arc with the Darksaber is complete. Uh, What we were missing and what I was hoping we'd get a little bit in the Clone Wars was Maul's ultimate arc with the saber. Yeah. Uh, Because at this point, it's been left, essentially, he he won it from Pre Vizsla, killed Satine with it, And then apparently he went back to Dathomir and buried it under his "I hate Kenobi" shrine, and that's just like, okay, um, okay. Then why do you bring it back in the Mandalorian where some moth has it?
1: Yeah, I know. It's like you have to get from that point to the next point. I mean, we know that you know that Sabine ultimately gets it back in the Rebels series. But it's just like we do need to have some more lineage of that weapon, especially because it's going to be a central piece of the Mandalorian season two. I mean, we don't have to get it right away, but I think it is something that we need to see. Like, how did it get from from point A, Maul, to point B, Sabine, which we've seen, and then point C to you know Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian? Like, where is the where is the pass off there? Yeah, where so do- I,
0: I guess you know maybe we could have that explained in flashbacks in Mandalorian with a live action Sabine, a live action Bo-Katan. Cause I mean, Canon wise, all we know is that the dark saber was given to Bo to be the true ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. But this was really at the beginning of the rebellion starting to turn the tide, right? Cause rebels yeah. only cover time up to, and just before the battle of Yavin.
1: Yeah. So it's not even like you don't get, Deep into the Rebellion in Right, so, so the
0: Empire is still on Mandalore, I would think, when Bo is given the Darksaber, and that's probably how Moff makes his name. He, he, you know, what would they call it? It's like the Night of a Thousand Tears or a Thousand Deaths or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope Mandalorian covers this in S2, but maybe that's how we get Sabine in there. Maybe they paint it in with some animation, but...
1: Yeah, and look, we you know we have a story coming up here that I actually just dropped today that's going to even give more color and more possibilities to the Mandal- Mandalorian season two and the dark Saber reveal. Like you know, we have the possibility of now filling in those gaps outside of you know flashbacks or anything like that. So right. there's there's a lot of good. Possibilities. I, I mean, how
0: would you prefer? it? Would you prefer to get dark Saber backstory that bleeds in the Mando through animation or through little thirty second flashbacks kind of like we had season one where it they built over the season where it was finally at the end it was revealed that din was saved by death watch
1: yeah i i think that for me i really do think that for this particular weapon we i I would like to have it more up front not in pieces because i don't think that it's going to necessarily be integral to the whole arc whereas
0: yeah, so you would probably want it more animated then, because they could spend more time telling longer narratives about the dark saber and how it ended up with the moth. I just, yeah. I think live action. There's no way they're gonna dedicate a full episode to the backstory of the saber.
1: I mean, just to kind of, I mean, I don't want to jump into it too heavy yet, but I mean, like if Bo Katan, like having a live action Bo Katan and Mandalorian season two would mean that you could get it played out in a in one episode format depending on how they treat the dark saber if it is a central piece of the narrative if it is like something right that mando sees and then he's like holy shit how did he get this and then bo katan comes into the story then you can have a more lengthy like one episode long discussion about like what happened after they did
0: something in Getting, getting off track here, but I'm trying to make a comparison. But if you're a Westworld watcher, in season two, I believe the penultimate episode or episode nine of ten, eight of ten, uh, you you meet this this Indian character. And it's essentially what Nick's talking about where, you, you know, we're following the present day story that leads to this Indian, but then we get a full episode that essentially shows a ton of of backstory and how the indian knows to essentially find this promised land so on and so forth so yeah i think you're right i mean they they could do it live action that way where you know something some big event happens in the present and then the rest of the episode just kind of fills in like okay how did we get here
1: and i also think that if you if you were to tell more of a if you were to use more of the backstory to be told through animation, then a lot of the people who don't watch it and and look, I say watch everything and you'll get all the story, but there are, it's the the fact of the matter is now there's a ton of people who only watch the Mandalorian and they're yeah. not going to go watch clone wars. They're not going to go watch rebels losers. So, yeah. Like if you want the full story, watch both of those series, but now you have to plan for the fact that you have this huge relic, this huge uh, story piece in The Mandalorian, and you have to give context to that in that show, because if you don't, then people are going to lose the the significance of it.
0: Well, um, I mean, there, I, I think there's always going to be two types of Mando fans at this point. There's going to be the nuts like us that treat it as if it's gospel, it's Bible, it's, you know, it's real life. Yeah. Then you have people <laughs> like our, our, you know, friends and family where they just really like it for the entertainment and as long as little guys in there doing the the tiny hand stuff they'll be like hey all right cool all right that's where that dark sword comes from who gives a shit you know it, yeah. it's really it's really people like you and me that are gonna be sitting there like well i want to know true. exactly who touched it when they touched it how they wielded it so on and so forth blah 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 so you're, you're probably right I, I bet they would cover it pretty quick <laughs> maybe in a few minutes like here you go here's for you nuts and then here's for the people that they'll just kind of wash over their head but we'll we'll give the the real hardcore fans just a little bit of lore love on the dark saber
1: yeah so i i think there's a lot of possibilities but the the way that the most people are gonna get it is through the live action mando and then what they could do is just go in and say like hey we gave you Hardcore guys, a tease of it in Mando, but now we'll give you a more robust backstory for what happened after Bo Katan had it, right, in animated form.
0: Yeah, so. we we got some some comments here. They're like, yeah, what if live action Maul through flashbacks? Yeah, all that could work. Oh yeah, it, I mean, definitely it just I impossibly. don't know what Maul's Maul's gone by Mandalorian, and, and yeah. unless and like I said, I feel like. If they didn't tell Maul's story with the saber in Clone Wars, it's over at this point. Yeah, because like you still have, you
1: have to remember that the only thing that you would really fill in in terms of Maul's time with the dark saber is what happened to it after what ended, you know, the end of Clone Wars.
0: So right, he kills of- Satine. Now, what does he do with it? Did he yeah. truly just bury it and fucking hate Kenobi over yeah. it? I mean, and it's then, like all right.
1: At some point, he has to go get it back because he loses it on Malachor, and that's where, that's where uh, Sabine picks it up. So you would only see what happens between the end of Clone Wars when he's defeated, when he escapes and, and essentially, basically, he goes back to Dathomir. And, and from that time to when he meets up with the Rebels crew on Malachor, loses it, and Sabine picks it up, which to me isn't really a lot. It's not... A, It's not going to be important stuff because in that time period, Maul is isolated. It's just going to be him on Dathomir and then him looking for ways to increase his power and and, and make a play in the universe again. Um, Obviously, through that time, you do have the the formation of the Shadow Collective and and all of the things that we see start to play out. Well, Hal, the
0: Clone Wars showed us that he had the Collective up and running with Crimson Dawn prior to the end yeah. of the clone wars which which was awesome to see and they're i'm with everyone in the chat we need as much live action malls we can get before ray park puts on another few pounds because <laughs> i love that guy and he, he moves like a motherfucker but he had he had a little tire there in that behind the scenes for clone wars i mean I, i'm getting old too it's not easy to keep that lower stomach area flat but have at it, and you know what? We probably would have got a lot of live action Ray Park Mall if yeah. Solo didn't bomb. So oh, yeah. I blame that on everyone that 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 took took their t l j hate out on solo and made that movie crash and burn because I'm telling you right now we were getting more solo content, whether there was
1: already two haters wanted it planned. or not.
0: But yeah, I mean, just just listen. look up some uh, old interviews with the Kazdans. yeah. I mean, they were, they, they, they went were. on record saying we have a deal essentially for a trilogy, yep, uh, and so yeah.
1: did Alden. so did uh, you know, amelia. they they all had, oh yeah, multiple movie contracts. So it was gonna be there, and like you could
0: have had a ton of. I mean, in my opinion, Maul would have became would have become a main character in Solo 2. He would agree, have had to because yeah, that's agree. right where the Kira story uh, thread was going.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's if the, oh, there go. Super
0: Scoundrel Crimson Dawn Disney Plus series. Now that is a great I idea.
1: Mean, look, that's that's what we've been calling for. Once I mean, because. As soon as Solo came out and we knew that the box office was not going to carry it on to multiple movies, our suggestion was, hey, look, you have this new streaming service. You, you're making live action for it. If you can get the actors to agree to it, I mean, and look, Alden's not out there making huge blockbuster <laughs> Let movies. Let Solo
0: burn. You knew Palp- You knew Triple P triple p yeah he's he's one of those that's that he's <laughs> got alden's head on a pike and yeah. it's like a voodoo doll he's sitting there and he stabs it every once in a while
1: but like the people who made solo are not out there making multi-million dollar movies right now like they have you know they have the ability to make these tv shows so to me that would be the best way to pick it up but min
0: band the brothers that'd be good yeah that would be a really that's good, good ideas idea. from the peanut gallery so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're, we're going to get live-action mall in anything but a continuation of the, the solo franchise, which means we're probably not going to get any more live-action mall, which is a bummer, especially because if you did watch that behind-the-scenes with Ray Park, uh, training for the, the Siege of Mandalore duel. It's just fantastic, man. I mean, I love the guy. If you ever at a celebration or an event where Ray Park is emceeing or doing a panel, I highly suggest checking it out. A lot of times you can get into it because people want to go to the other things, the bigger names. Uh, but I, I watched one with him and Warwick two year, two celebrations ago at the TLJ celebration, and it was just excellent. I mean, he he was up there... He's always he's so animated still, and someone threw up a, a bow staff to him, and he started redoing all his moves from TPM. <laughs> uh, Ray's just a great guy, a, a great Star Wars character actor to listen to, so highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, we're not done yet with this Filoni stuff, and I just want to point out how he more or less confirmed that Rosario is in Mando season two yeah yeah all he, right so, mean, so here's how it happens nick i mean I, I don't know how you parse this but deadline straight up says rosario dawson is reportedly playing ahsoka tano in season two of the mandalorian yada 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 <laughs> blah 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 right yeah. and then filoni doesn't come in and say uh hey yeah i don't know that'd be great it's not gonna happen though he just rolls right into to me essentially accepting rosario as fact and he's just like hey i was fortunate enough to learn directly from george lucas do's and don'ts and this that and the other thing so you know blah blah blah
1: yeah I, i think that he's said multiple times that that ahsoka has earned her place in live action and he's not gonna shoot it down because he knows it's happening. I mean, I, I feel like at this point with all of the outlets that are reporting this with Rosario herself basically coming out and saying, hey, this is real, wink, wink. I just can't say it yet, wink, wink. Like, you know, that it's going to happen. So he's he can't really I know. dodge the question anymore. <laughs> like I know, can-
0: and it's like, I, I think they will never confirm it because I do believe this was going to be their Baby Yoda shocker of the season. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, this one was much harder to contain because they weren't dealing with a 5 million dollar animatronic they were dealing yeah. with a real person yeah, who has friends and other people uh, so that's probably why it's leaked out but I, i'm with you now I, i'm after reading this interview in deadline essentially just putting it out as fact and dave not coming in here's here's another one nick the next one straight up outside the mandalorian are you trying to develop another project featuring ahsoka tano
1: yeah (laughs) and he just says i
0: couldn't speak to anything at this point i have a lot of ideas and i'm really fortunate that i've had the opportunity now to work in both animation and live action so just getting the exposure is interesting uh, i mean again you would think he'd be like hey whoa i mean what do you mean outside of the mandalorian i never even said she's in the mandalorian
1: yeah say so, I- <laughs> but he he just
0: he just shot down hey yeah the mandalorian shit's happening i'm not sure on anything else at this point
1: yeah so i mean there's live action ahsoka is happening we just you know if you're a fan of rosario dawson's casting if you're not a fan just get ready for it because season two is going to happen uh, we also have, I mean, like, just since we're talking about it now, like, it's not being delayed. Like, that's one of the other, the, you know, news pieces out there. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, you it's might as well just talk about year. now.
0: That that's If you didn't see it out on the site, StarWarsTime.net, shame on you. Poke your eye out. But uh, Chappic, who I guess is still CEO, isn't that, isn't that weird? Like, Bob Iger's like, I'm coming back, I'm leaving, I'm coming back, I'm leaving. But apparently this Chappic guy's still running Disney. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking on a call that they're going to start opening up Disney Shanghai. Uh, but he also mentioned that Mandalorian season two is absolutely on track for its October delivery. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a bonus. COVID-19 apparently did not fuck that show up, but it did sound like uh, Falcon and what's his name?
1: Winter Soldier. Uh,
0: yeah. That one's probably going to get hosed. And then the other one they had planned to release in the fall was going to get hosed. Uh, but Mando is on track now in terms of Mando season three, that's naturally probably going to be jacked, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, and the only other thing we got in this deadline felony deal is he confirmed he's only directing one episode of Mandalorian season two, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I, I would almost rather his, his talents on that show be reserved for helping the other directors and writers ensure that they are telling the proper story. Yeah.
1: And I mean, with, with, directors like robert rodriguez and and peyton reed on there like i feel comfortable with,
0: with oh yeah yeah. you yeah, gotta remember he, he was he was a, he was a noob director last season yeah that was the first time he ever directed anything not animation so and he did a great job i mean he did episode one and i think the fennec episode
1: yeah he did so uh, two of the
0: more memorable so yeah i mean it was just a great article on floney we got the full thing up here on uh StarWarsTime.net. check it out but we're not done with our Star Wars guide yet. Uh this is the conversation I was talking about earlier. So if you've not seen Disney Gallery the Mandalorian episode 2. Uh th- what was it? Do you remember the title nick? The theme was more Legacy. or less there you go. That's Legacy. why Nick's the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and really the discussion it was it was very minimal on hey this is how we shot an episode or this is how we did something. It was more or less this is why we love Star Wars, this is why we work in Star Wars, and this is why Dave Filoni is a Star Wars Jesus.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was was way more focused on why the people who are there, whether it be the directors or the actors, were chosen, and, you know, you had a lot of Conversations with Carl Weathers saying how he really didn't see the value in Star Wars or see the importance of Star Wars into his early 20s. But then once he started to look into like storytelling and filmmaking is when, you know, Star Wars was really presented to him as like this, this breakthrough in cinematic storytelling, especially in a sci-fi sense. And then you're also talking to the team of directors. You're talking to the behind the scenes people, a lot of people who worked at ILM. During the, the formation of the the uh, prequel trilogy, and Kathleen Kennedy was there, and everything like that. Dave Filoni still. Um, so this one was really like about everybody's passion for Star Wars and why yeah. they're there and why. But they he um, the show.
0: towards the end and shit. It's it's actually like the last half of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. The intern the last five to ten minutes where he he goes into his his. It's almost like a study on the duel of fates and really how that is everything to star wars yeah and you might think about like yo, duel of fates the song's fucking kick-ass the battle was kick-ass and he he brought that up he's like most people just remember the phantom menace for the fight and the fight looked cool but the way he he breaks it down you're like wow i mean this guy really does get it and this is exactly how I feel about Star Wars. This is why I do all this stupid shit. This is why Nick and I spend half of our fucking Tuesday setting up live streams for 10 people to watch <laughs> because Star Wars moves me. Yeah. I mean, th- this segment, I might start crying out, like just remembering what Floney was talking about. Like the guy is God for Star Wars fans. But, but really, Nick, what he breaks down about the Duel of the Fates. Uh, That that makes so much sense, especially in in just what Duel of the Fates means. It's not just a song name. Think about it. Uh, The way he positioned his take on this, and and I'm taking this is the right take. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what Lucas meant. It might not be obvious to us Neanderthals who do not understand writing and art and this, that, and the other thing. We just get distracted by flashy lights, But essentially, the Duel of Fates was a fight for the fate of the Chosen One, and it was really between Qui-Gon and Palpatine's tool, Pawn, Maul, Uh, because Qui-Gon knew that he had to be the father Anakin never had, and if he couldn't provide that for him, shit was probably going to go sideways, and here we go, right? And it did. Uh, But you never really think about that, because Filoni's like, listen, Qui-Gon was not like the other Jedi. He had compassion. He believed in love. This, that, and the other thing. That's why they would not put him on the council. He was a master, but for them, he was a little too far out. He was a little too much of a hippie to be on the council. They were all politicized, right? You know, even look at Kenobi. He brings up Kenobi. The first time Kenobi meets Anakin, he's essentially like, we got to take on another piece of shit life form. Yeah. So. (laughs) My dog
1: just ran in here.
0: Filoni just really really just kind of made me see that fact that the duel of fates and, and in particular Qui-Gon's involvement in, in it is essentially why Anakin fell in the end. Yeah. It, it was the the first linchpin that Palpatine needed and why he was fine just using Maul as an expendable asset. Yeah. Was to get rid of this fatherly like figure that could have probably trained Anakin the right way and in a way that he would have been allowed to save his mom and, and think about saving his wife and maybe even getting married without feeling bad or in hiding it. Uh, so really, flowny position that if it weren't for Qui Gon getting murdered, Anakin's story would have turned out completely different.
1: And then, like one thing he also said is, you know, when when Obi Wan started training Anakin, it was mostly because he felt obligated to. Like he it was it was Qui-Gon's dying wish for him to do this. So he did it out of a sense of obligation and not out of a sense of, you know, of compassion or fatherly love, which is why in episode two you see this kind of strained, I don't want to say strained relationship. You see this kind of combative relationship. Well as as Dave says
0: they're they're brothers. And and Nick, you could probably speak to it more than me because I only had a sister, but I would assume Wow, you guys probably don't hate each other's guts. There might have always been a competitive nature between you and your brother. Oh, look, I mean, you know, there's,
1: regardless of, you know, how much time is between your births, you know, between me and my brother is four years. So, like, when you're younger, that's a pretty big gap. But now it's not. Like, you will, there's moments that you'll hate him. There's moments that you'll, you know, you want to get into a fight with him. You want to throw him off of a balcony. But then there's also moments like you
0: see between... Jesus, man, what would you guys get into down there in Louisiana? It's
1: just like, it, it is. It's it's a very interesting relationship and it's nothing like a fatherly right. relationship. Right, and, and
0: that's what flunny was saying. He's like, yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan ultimately, begrudgingly, in fact, agreed to train this little being that he had so much resentment towards. Mm-hmm. But he, he never gave him the, the love. It was always the hard beating him on the head no 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 don't do it this way don't do it this way you're acting too cocky yada yada yada
1: yeah and he was in in he didn't know obi-wan didn't know that (coughs) that's what anakin needed was a fatherly more caring approach to things right and and uh, and obi-wan like we said in previous episodes was like you know a very perfect galactic republic jedi like he was against connection he was on the council he was a proper master he he was what Yoda and Mace would want in a master one that, that followed the book. Oh yeah. And know, then, then he turned tea. into
0: a lying piece of shit.
1: Yeah. Well, cause <laughs> to, then they didn't realize like yeah, well, to write his
0: own narrative. He's like, yeah, yeah, we were idiots to sit here and act like we were all too good and we couldn't love and we couldn't have compassion yeah. and we just always had to go by the book.
1: He, he, he literally, he, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20, so when he finally saw like, Oh my God, and then also he started communicating with Qui Gon. I mean, at the, at the end of episode three, we found out about that. So like he got more context into like, you know, why did this happen? What what did you see that we didn't see? And then he, Qui Gon probably fucking laid out to him like, look, dude, you know this this thing, no attachment. This this you can't you know have loved ones and you can only focus on the Force. This is not the way to do it. So that's why his tune changed.
0: Well, yeah, it's like a. Uh- Floney said that 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 failing, Kenobi being a brother, that was a huge failing for Anakin cuz he didn't have the family he needed. Yeah. And he loses his mom. He failed to he failed in his promise to her. Yeah. And, and so all that just just fucks him up and obviously we know what happens the next time he's presented with a chance to save somebody he loves.
1: Yeah, he he can't he can't help himself, which is also something, you know, he continues to like, Filoni continues to essentially draw this line out from the Duel of Fates episode one all the way through to episode six. But one thing that I thought was interesting in the, you know, the between time and in the around, it, it was a very off comment. Um, and he was talking about like, he says, you know, a lot of people thought that Anakin should have been darker leading up to his fall in episode three, and he disagreed. And, and the way that I think about it after hearing him say that and hearing him kind of, explain this thread this duel of fates thread is that the reason that we all wanted to see anakin darker is because we knew the ultimate outcome like we knew all right from the moment we see this kid in episode one you're darth vader like you're gonna be darth vader so you need to look you need to look and be darth vader throughout this series we need to see you becoming darth vader but what Filoni is saying, and and why you don't see the darkness in the movies, like this this progressive fall to the dark, is because the decision was an irrational decision. The decision was was made in the moment. The decision was made out of emotion, and it wasn't a it wasn't a controlled emotion that Qui Gon could have taught him. It was the emotion that had always been inside of him. So when we see this his turn in Episode three. And we're like, where the hell did this come from? It's because it comes from a place where of irrationality. Yeah. I'm glad
0: you went here, Nick, because in our little Slack chat, I was communicating with you last Friday. Yeah. Uh, I just got a new movie screen, 100 inch screen and projector. So we set it up down the basement and the little kids like, I want to watch Star Wars movie. I said, you know what? I've finished the Clone Wars now. Let's check out Revenge of the Sith. If you're a fan of this show, you, you probably know my take on that film and how it, it has disappointed me because of how Anakin's fall is handled. I've said we, we should have seen a little more of the darker stuff, this, the things Nick is talking about and what Filoni addressed. And I'm not going to I'm not going to fuck around here. This isn't bullshit. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I had one too many drinks. He, you did say in our Slack chat, you're like, I don't know if I'm drunk or... <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm drunk or what, but I, I, the movie played differently for me for the first time since 2005, and I 100% credit that to the final four episodes of The Clone Wars and really just everything Filoni did for the character of Anakin Skywalker in the animated series. It's, as Nick said, I don't, I don't know what happened... I really don't, I don't know if it's because we knew we we learned a little more from the Clone Wars or whatnot, but when I watch that movie, I really focused on Anakin and how they were treating him, both the Council, Palpatine, Kenobi. And if you just focus on that stuff and, and you kind of block out the rest of the nonsense, because let's be real, there's still a lot of bullshit in Revenge of the Sith. I, I can't tell you, like, I, I honestly feel bad for Natalie Portman. Uh, they they diminished Padme's role so much she just became like a, a barefoot and pregnant whiny housewife who had horrible lines. Uh, she She acted horribly in the film. But like I said, now, when I just focused on Anakin and his treatment and how he reacted to things, I came away in that moment when he chops off Mace's arm and bows down. I was like, you know what? this kind of fucking clicked for the first time in my life and it felt good it felt good I'm not going to say that I'm going to become a champion of revenge of the Sith I still think Hayden has some wonky acting in that film there's wonky dialogue and, and there's just odd stuff in general but for the first time Nick I finally felt like you know what with the clone war stuff and Anakin and Ahsoka and Maul and this and the and the Jedi council being dickheads and bunch of hubris assholes I was like I finally see what George was going for.
1: Yeah. I mean what essentially happened is Palpatine inserted himself as that father figure. Yeah. In in the place of Qui-Gon and you know who knows if if Qui-Gon could see this in the Force if he knew that this was going to happen but what what essentially you see is Qui-Gon dies Obi-Wan becomes the the mentor of sorts he becomes the the trainer but not the father and then Palpatine is the one that comes in and says and is giving him all of this essentially praise he's you're the oh, strongest yeah. jedi yeah, he here. i you're, mean he sh-
0: strokes him so hard i mean he, yeah. he he tells anakin everything anakin has wanted to hear from obi-wan kenobi
1: exactly and and it and quigon help. wouldn't
0: have done the qui-gon wouldn't have told anakin what he wanted to hear but he also wouldn't have been shut up anakin do it my way or hit the highway
1: yeah. and and it doesn't help that in that scene where he becomes where he's denied the rank of master that Obi-Wan doesn't stand up for him like Obi-Wan doesn't come in and say like hey I know that he's the youngest of the masters but you know or he would be the youngest of the masters but he has you know given his his track record given what he's done for the Republic in this time of need given you know the fact that now that we know that he's trained you know like you know, he had an apprentice under him and all of these different things. Like, right,
0: see? Oh man, that's the other thing. Like the Clone Wars fleshes Anakin out so well. Yeah. You see the
1: hero of the Republic that General Anakin Skywalker was. So now him being denied the rank of master holds so much more meaning than it did in the movies alone. Because yeah. basically and, and in the it, movies- He
0: was still willing to do the right thing. He comes back after figuring it all out. And Mace fucking Windu. I, I blame everything on Mace Windu at this point. And, and Kenobi and Yoda for not just standing up to Mace. But Mace, again, he's like, hey, fuck you, Anakin. You just told me this. I still don't believe you. If I go yeah. there and see that you're not lying, then for the first time since i met you when you were a little slave boy, will I believe you and hold you in a higher regard than just a piece of shit?
1: Yeah, and, and the thing is, is it, it's the... It's that, it's the fact that Mace was such a dick to him for the entire time. I mean, like, if it was up to Mace, Anakin wouldn't have been trained. Like, Mace didn't want him. Mace was like, he's he was even more against it than Yoda was. So the fact that, that it was Mace there and not Yoda, that it was Mace there and not Obi, in that he was the one who was also, that Mace was the one that was going against the teachings of the Jedi. So not only is Anakin seeing somebody that he was essentially browbeaten by, you know, take take this stance that was supposedly against the Jedi way. But it's it's the fact that that there's been so much history between these two characters that we got see to see play out in the Clone Wars that now you understand, like, if if that was Yoda there, different situation. If that was Obi-Wan there, standing where Mace was over palpatine it's oh, a yeah. oh yeah oh yeah 100 percent. but, but because, it shows
0: you the genius of, of palpatine still right because he had kenobi on utapau mm-hmm. and he had uh, gmy chilling on Kashyyyk.
1: yeah so i mean you you knew now you know because of the situation because of the relationship between mace and it, everything was so nuanced and look You can say that, you know, now we have full context and a lot of this Filoni filled in and stuff like that, but Filoni did a perfect job of mirroring that, of saying like, hey, see this relationship between these two characters and at this ultimate moment, now you will understand why Anakin made the decision that he did against Mace, not necessarily against the Jedi. It was probably more of a personalized decision because of the Jedi that was there. And the irrationality, the un the unrestrained emotions that were never, you know, taught to him by a, a Jedi like Qui-Gon. Like it does have it does give way more context and it makes it a much more satisfying experience to watch because you can see it. And then you can also picture the Clone Wars things in your head.
0: Oh yeah, and and uh, Rust Belt kind of brought this up. Although I'll, I'll never agree that Episode Two and have always been good.
1: I don't think that is true. They they have gotten
0: much better, much tolerable. Yes. They're still gonna have their vomit inducing moments, like Anakin's courtship of Padme in the fields. <sighs> I mean, just tough. can cut that scene out yeah and the one where they're having dinner just can blow that one up where they, i wish i could wish a wishy i wish i wish i wish i wish i wish fuck but i have recently watched clones and now rots and be it clone wars floney jesus juice i don't know they just sat much better with me yeah so i I, i'm recommending anyone out there Oh, now Rust Belt wants to fight over clones. Uh, <laughs> anyone out there that, you know, was kind of like me and the prequels are not your favorite, go back, check them out, see how you feel now. And this this is all be it with the caveat in you got to watch all Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, got, you you you, you got to at least have. watch
0: season seven of Clone Wars, the last four episodes.
1: Yeah, I mean, if not the whole series, you at least have to pick up, you know, gosh it, there's 130 episodes of the clone wars now so you gotta watch a good amount of them to get yeah, the full i'd context. say the, the
0: back half of seven and then i don't know if they deleted the playlist but i swear at one point in time disney plus had what was it, like the, the the best essential clone wars, clone wars yeah. and, and i think that was done for get ready for season seven but also wink wink mandalorian stuff yeah exactly because uh, i think it covered a lot of the darth maul mandalore dark saber this that and the other thing
1: yeah so, I mean, we covered a lot of, you know, the, the, I guess you would say the prequel implications of the duel of fates, but even like, you know, like I said, he kind of, yeah, I mean, he, all the he, way he goes through. in the
0: return of the Jedi, but it, really the good points there just kind of keep things moving is he, he strokes the emperor as we do. I, I think everyone needs to realize how masterful Palpatine truly was. Uh, but he talks about Luke's turn and how he thinks Luke would turn. But he did not, because of his uh, connection to the force, his father, the love. you know, again, when he throws that lightsaber away, it kind of shocks someone like Palpatine, because the emperor just cannot understand turning down galactic rule to save a a half-dead half-machine father that basically tried to kill you for the past two movies. Yeah. It's just that that whole love and and the father love to the son and the son the love to the father. It just, that did not compute with the Emperor and that's ultimately what fouled his plans. Now we know that really wasn't even the case because hey, yeah, everyone lives, nobody dies. Inject yourself into a rotten clone body, yeah. Um, I don't know, man, just, uh, we'll wrap this topic up here and kind of move on to some of the Mando rumors, casting rumors, but... Last reminder here, go back, check out episode two of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. It's literally better than going to church for a Star Wars fan. Yes. And then if you are caught up on the Clone Wars, give the prequels a rewatch. A re-watch. And at this point, you might as well watch all three. I've always told you TPM is the best. And now Filoni just confirmed it. So yes, I am part of the Holy Trinity, just there like I go. said. The star spirit. wars holy spirit thank you hamana <laughs> hamana hamana but uh moving on to some star wars royalty at this point and this is a rumor that i do hope comes true and that is Tamara morrison aka Django fett aka boba fett aka every damn clone in star wars has been tagged to appear in Mandalorian Season 2, potentially as Boba Fett, but knowing what we know about clones and the father of all clones, he could play another character in that show as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he could play a number of other characters in the show, but the rumor out there says that he is going to be playing Boba Fett. I mean, this is, you know, if it's Fett, if it's somebody else, this is something we'll get to later in the series. If you follow us on Instagram, then you probably saw The question that I posed this week, um, if it could be, you know, if it is Fett, it's a good move regardless because this is a character that so many people have endeared themselves to through the original trilogy and never really got the return that he did in Star Wars Legends, you know, old canon, old EU novels and stuff like that. So um, I think it's a good move. To at least get Tamira Morrison back in here playing somebody?
0: Hell yeah, dude. I I mean, if he is Fett, what do you want to get out of it? Do you want a little backstory to kind of transition Fett from being a bozo, cool looking asshole who really did nothing cool, but is considered to be one of the baddest ass characters in Star Wars? Or do you want him to show up and he's just, hey, I, I got out of the pit, whatever, and he's uh, do you want them to be friendly towards Din,
1: or do you I, want them to
0: have a competition?
1: I one, I always want backstory. I mean, of course, I want backstory. I want to see the well, moment you this have motherfucker to. called I, I mean, out the Star Black
0: right. Pit. You, you have to because that—that's a huge, huge, huge plot hole. If if they don't explain at least in words, how dude made it out of the belly of the Sarlacc. Yeah. So uh, if they use the the canons or the comics that were once can have been aborted, if they go that way, fine, whatever. But yeah, you got to get some of that. I just, in a 30 minute long episode of eight episodes a season, how much time do you really dedicate to a character that I don't think should be a main character in the Mandalorian?
1: Yeah. So th- to me, I think like I, I, think at this point in the galaxy that, you know, if, if this was still Imperial times and Boba was still making money and he was still this, this infamous bounty hunter that is, you know, running shit and has his own enterprise, then I could see him being more of an antagonistic figure towards the Mando.
0: Well, that's a good—Liam just proposed, and I kind of like this, that he could be working for Moff Gideon.
1: He c- I mean, he could. And maybe but maybe that's think- the, maybe
0: that's why we saw his spurs roll up the Fenix Shan's corpse or supposed corpse, right? Yeah, I, don't th- I still don't think she's dead. Uh, but maybe Gideon <laughs> sent uh, Boba after her to see what the hell happened.
1: Could be. It could be. I mean, I don't think that he would be doing it out of a sense of loyalty or obligation to the Empire, though. If anything, it is a job, and that's how Boba Fett was always described. Yeah. In old canon, is that he do- he doesn't have a personal vendetta against han like that even came up in one of the books he he was like look i don't have anything against you like in one of the the star wars legacy of the force books like they actually linked up together and, they, and like he had a conversation he's like look i never had anything against you a lot of people wanted you dead and a lot of people wanted to pay me good money to do it so that's why it seemed like i was always on your ass but like i don't have anything against you personally and you know that you know Right now we're working together because we have a mutual interest. If somebody pays me to kill you again, I'll be at you just like I was before. So I don't think that you can play Boba Fett as like a like an Imperial sympathizer or anybody who's like you know loyal to the Empire.
0: Because right, the but de- uh, but if Moff him. if Moff is going to give him some cash, like you said, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll take it.
2: Yeah, I, it was- I, I
0: I'm I'm I don't know. I, I you remember we we talked about this back when we saw that that stinger scene you know who mm-hmm. could it be if it's boba fett i was all like fuck him we don't want him on the show it's going to take away from mando and then i, I kind of changed my stance on that the more i thought about it because of how people revere boba fett for some reason yeah but he i do think at this point that he could if they're competitive if they're combatants and den takes him out clearly that is just going to make our mandalorian an even bigger pimp than he already is yeah if they teamed up that could also be quite interesting because here here we're getting a prequel era character that is essentially the the genesis of all these clones and turmoil in the galaxy and help bring about the empire itself indirectly sort of uh you know maybe they they kind of team up and since the mandos i I even hate calling fed a mandalorian because we still don't that that's a little muddy, right? Was I mean, Django a, a yeah, real he's, Mandalorian? Was he an by, outcast Mandalorian? Did he steal his armor? Did he earn his armor? Who well, the fuck I thought, knows?
1: I thought that, like, you know, one Favreau has has dubbed them Mandalorians by creed, if I remember, like, and right, and you know. It, it's up in the air. I think right at this point, like Django would be considered a foundling because there, well, there is stories. Well, it's not
0: even. It, it, we looked it up on the Wookiees or yeah. whatever Petey is, but essentially, he might not have been. Born right on Mandalore. Maybe he was on Concord Dawn, another yeah. plant in their system, and he was Mandalorian, but not true pure blood. So that's why they kind of looked down on him, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, Mandalorians were kind of assholes. I mean, we even saw that in the end of the Clone Wars here, right? Yeah. they're Bo Katan goes and asks for help. And before the job's even done, she's like, Are you guys going to get the fuck out of here yet? Because yeah. we're Mandalorians and we don't get help. Yeah. Uh, so you but, never know. I mean, it did sound like the true Mandalorians were dicks to Jango Fett. This, that, and the other thing. Who to know? Who knows? He's got the he got the armor. He doesn't quite adhere to the creed that we now know in the Mandalorian. But did that creed even exist back then? Probably not. Because yeah. Clone Wars, we do see them taking their helmets off uh, all the time. In fact, and it would yep. make sense that they put the creed in to kind of salvage whatever their heritage they had left after the empire essentially murdered them all.
1: And that's why I would like to see him like, I could go either way in terms of the combative versus the, the helpful fit. Right. But I would like to see him more in a, in a lighter kind of way, you know? Yeah. Not just, he's no good to me dead. Yeah. Like he, he, as much as he, you know, is this infamous bounty hunter he is at his core and i feel like he believes at in somewhere in his core that he is a mandalorian and knowing what has happened to his people and knowing what has happened to you you know mandalorians all over the galaxy i feel like he would be
0: drawn back to that society here's another tie-in he's got a hard-on for jedi he does. Uh, this was expl- even showcased in multiple episodes in the Clone Wars. I mean, as a kid, he he gets himself onto a a d- Mace's Destroyer, I think, and tries to kill Mace.
1: Yeah, he does. Like he uh, he was he was always looking for revenge. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, he you know. he
0: hated the Jedi. Multiple times tried to take him out. So, we know what Din's mission is. They could work that angle. Yeah. You know, may- maybe Boba's tagging following the Mandalorian knowing what he has. To maybe find some Jedi just to murder to you know yeah. get a little more revenge out of his system. He could definitely uh, you, you do that. You never There's... know with Boba. I mean, th- th- there really is. It's kind of a blank slate because of how his story was so <laughs> abruptly ended in the original trilogy. Yeah, and I
1: mean, you don't you don't really have any Boba material now. I mean, like they've outside of Clone Wars, you know, when he is a child, and then you don't really see him again until the the original trilogy and there's really like so that and and floney
0: never went back and finished the we were going to get an episode at least shows how boba gets the dent in his helmet and how cad Cad bane dies but who knows if that's still canon at this point because some of the commenters they're 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 kind of back on that the stinger and we heard the spurs and we're like well cad bane had spurs and yeah cad would be great for the show too but if this Tamara stuff is legit which it probably is it's pretty easy to figure out who he's playing. I mean, it's, it's going to be a clone, which would be Rex or, or a clone, which would be Boba. Bo-
1: yep. And you know, this next rumor that we have here can kind of, you know, if, if ah, you're the- Boy Greggy boys
0: say, we'll address Greggy here. He's got a good point. What is, what is Greg? Would you want Fett and Kenobi? Because, well, listen, there, there is in the rebooted Star Wars comic canon, I believe Vader does send Fett to Tatooine to investigate some shit, and he either runs into Luke there or he runs into Kenobi's old hovel. But it, Fett, it, canon at least, was used to kind of explore some some Kenobi stuff.
1: I mean, he can definitely be in both. I mean, he can be in in Mando and Kenobi. I think that I don't think that the way that the Kenobi series is playing out that would add yeah, to there's the not, narrative. Yeah, there's no room for
0: it, right? I'm with you. So yeah. Sorry, Greg, we tried.
1: But it, it's, it's purely based off of where it lies in the timeline. Like, I, I don't think that at that point in time, you know, one, Boba would, would even be in the employee, quote unquote, the employee of the Empire. Um, and two, I don't think that that's necessarily Vader's focus at that time um i think there's you know i mean again like it depends on where this timeline sits but i don't know if one that would fit the narrative of the show because i think the narrative of the show is going to be more focused on obi and not necessarily on the vader searching for obi aspect of things right um but if he is there i mean i don't think it would be out of place like you mentioned it's it's kind of already been brought up in the comic series and different things like that so um, it could happen, but he I just don't Boba's know.
0: He killed Boba's dad. Hey, hey, what movies are you watching, Greg?
1: He didn't kill Boba. Obi didn't he, kill Boba's dad. Obi
0: wan Kenobi doesn't kill Jango. You silly, silly Ma- boy.
1: Ma- Mace <laughs> cut his head off, sir. <laughs> in In Attack of the Clones, they yeah, had never, a tussle. Like Obi wan
0: uh, Kenobi's the white one with a beard. Mace Windu's the bald black guy.
1: Yeah. Um, just <laughs> yeah, gray. like J- J- Jango tussled with Obi. But also like fucking Django didn't even know who that was. Like Django didn't know who that guy was. He's just like this is some Jedi that's sent here yeah. and is fighting me for some reason. Like he didn't know. I remember was going Django on. was
0: just a he's just an honest man trying to make his way in the galaxy, right?
1: Yeah. And and you know, Boba is scarred because he picks up the severed head of his father off of Mace Windu's <laughs> blade. So <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know drag. all
0: about it, Tamara. I mean, we're we're probably gonna revisit this during our our fan question segment, so we yeah. will be back. Yeah. But as as Nick was getting ready to to kind of tease here, uh, just before we went live, we got one hot off the presses, and that's the fact. And some of you in the chat have been um already talking about this and we're we're still going to treat it as a rumor until it's uh, officially announced but katie sackoff who voices bo katan is supposedly now going to be playing bo katan in what else the mandalorian all right so yeah. before we get into this nick at this point ahsoka boba rex bo sabine at what point do we have to start drawing the line in the sand and being like, okay, let's all calm down. Would they really do this? The guys that crafted that excellent first season, the slow drip reveals, are they really just going to flip the switch now and be like, Hey, everyone that Filoni created in animation, (laughs) you're now in the Mandalorian season two.
1: I think it works in a certain way because he, what he basically did was like the slow drip of of season 1 was essentially to introduce people who haven't been in Star Wars since the movies to this timeline, to this period of time where all of these, you know, animated characters can coexist together. And now that that has been done, I don't think you need the slow drip anymore. I think you can come out and say like, bang, we're on this mission and now All of these people that were created in Clone Wars and Rebels and all these other shows can come in and they can make sense. And we don't need to do these slow bring-ins. Like, we don't need to say, like, hey, here's Ahsoka. Here she is. All right, you can have her. And here's Bo-Katan. You can put them in and it makes sense.
0: Oh, it totally does. I just wonder, are they more than just kind of secondary at this point? And by that, I mean, go back to the episode in Season 1 where he runs into those, those people he does the prison ship job with. Yeah. Is it something like that where he just meets them for a scene or an episode and then, hey, all right, they're, they're gone for the next few episodes I and think- maybe we'll see them in season three? Or do any of these characters, Nick, become recurring like a, like a Cynthia? You know, he meets her in an episode... They, they bond over a battle, and then a few episodes later, she's now main cast.
1: Yeah, I think that's what he's doing. It's like he's slowly building this, this ragtag band, like this entourage of sorts. Because you could argue, like, same with Carl Weathers and Grief Cargo. Like, at, cer- at a certain point, like, you never would have thought that Carl or that Grief would have linked up with Mando. Like, Grief wanted Mando fucking dead. And, and by the end of it, he's now part of Mando's crew. I mean, same with Kara. Like, yes, they had a relationship prior, but there was no reason for Kara to fall in and and be a part of Mando's crew. And then with characters like this, with characters like Bo-Katan, with characters like Ahsoka and, you know, the possibility of Boba Fett or Rex happening here, like, it it would all make sense, keep hitting my mic, uh, that these characters would come together around this common goal of like, hey, you know... One, we have this 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 Mandalorian who is now on this greater mission to kind of protect this this child, this foundling, that is now a part of Mandalorian culture, but is also a Jedi.
0: Um, well, yeah. You know. I mean, let, let's just start with with Bo. I mean, Bo is an easy tie. Yeah. I, I mean, she at one point had the dark saber, and she's the one that Moff Gideon more than likely got it from. Yeah,
1: took it from or stole uh, it from. Or so that
0: could be a, a a quick little jaunt. Sabine kind of falls into that same deal. I mean, she had direct ties with the saber. Her mother was just refeatured in the Clone Wars again, working directly with Bo Katan, the Night Owls, this, that, and the other thing. So sabine makes perfect sense yep ahsoka also makes perfect sense she's one of the only two named force users we know during this time period the other would be luke skywalker Yep. i guess there's another one but we just talked about him he is literally lost in space yeah lost
1: in with with Thrawn. (laughs) So. so the
0: only named force users we know are ahsoka she checks the box for a wizard yes mando was put on a mission by the armorer to find space wizards yep right okay and so if ahsoka's there we know why and guess who could also be with her
1: yeah i mean you could
0: have Sabine, captain, captain captain rex, rex Yeah, uh, Sabine, literally rex. the guy that she just <laughs> ended one of the most emotional uh threads of star wars stories of all time so all of these rumors make 1000% sense yeah. for the Mandalorian. And as the chat's reminding us, Nick, trust in Favreau, trust in Filoni, and we do, but this is what goofy Star Wars fans get into. Yeah. We like and to speculate, postulate, predict, and fail.
1: And, like, you know, I don't want to get to answering our question, our fan post question too soon because Matt's going to, Matt and I are both going to give our thoughts on it. But, like, with Ahsoka, with, bo-katan and with tamira morrison in this play now it almost makes more sense to me to have rex there than boba like, oh yeah I, like,
0: I'm, wi- I'm with you man i'm, I'm still I, I think you could work the boba angle and it would only make din a a greater mandalorian character uh, but I would just, you know, leave him alone. Either let him do his own thing and resurrect him on his own so you can really give Boba Fett the the meat and the time yeah. to tell a good story about Boba Fett. Because I don't care what any of you Boba Fett lovers say. Outside of the now legend comics or some of the newer comics, Boba Fett is a putz. <laughs> he's a putz. I mean, he's a he's a pawn evader. He only works for a dollar. He's not really even that good at it. I mean, Vader ultimately is the one that secured Solo for him by wanting to test out carbon freezing. And he, he dies like a loser. I mean, literally, he, he dies in a, in a comedy routine of sorts, like a pratfall, right?
1: Yeah, like literally, and it does have, I think there's the Wilhelm scream <laughs> when he falls. Yeah, oh! <laughs> so,
0: like, <laughs> I mean, he's given such a, a yeah. jerk-off send-off that you could make the argument hey let's not blow the resurgence or the reappearance of fett in mandalorian where he doesn't deserve that type of time and exposition let's just give him his own thing i mean we're apparently going to get that in that josh trank movie which i don't know if you guys have been reading some of his comments but (laughs) he's out trying to promote his capone film he's like he's like yeah i i quit disney star wars because i didn't want to get fired because they hated me after fantastic four sucked and this that and the other thing but
1: i mean look they were gonna fire you either way like he was right he quit so he wouldn't get fired but that fantastic four movie was trash yeah and apparently he
0: was he was nuts and he's just going out saying a lot of this just to make some headlines but i I don't blame him got to make some cash and he's more or less this is his last chance to ever make another movie i would think yeah um i don't know man i mean there's there's a lot of exciting things to think about in terms of mandalorian season two and where we can go knowing what we know now uh, in terms of how really even the siege of mandalore episodes could play into some of the stuff you know i I said it in the past this really kind of tees up the fact that the mandalorians bo katan in particular would know like hey you know let's just play it out now right i'll be Din you be Bo. Okay, ready? Hey, hey, Bo, uh, my name's Din. I'm in uh, <laughs> the armorer's covert. We got fucked up, but she told me I'm now a, a clan of two with this little guy. He's a space wizard. Um, rumor has it you've worked with space wizards before. Uh, can you help me out? Do you know anybody? I mean, I do know, I do know this one space wizard that helped
1: us out immensely in taking back our planet from this evil space wizard. Oh home yeah. Mall. Oh um, okay. And so so if you really need to get in touch with her, I can ring her up on the
0: phone. I can get in touch she's, on the hotline. We, we can trust her though, like you've worked with her before, and oh, she, yeah. she's trustworthy and everything. She,
1: she is trustworthy. I, I she is one of the the most trustworthy space wizards I've ever met, and I've met a few. And I've met I, I've few.
0: I've also heard Bo that. She may know su- the Wren clan. Ren is that clan. true? Does she that, know the Wren
1: clan? I know the Wren clan. I know Ursa Wren and her right. daughter, Sabine Wren. And yes, those are, yeah, those and are this, good people.
0: The, the space wizard you're talking about has, has fought and worked with S- Sabine Wren, right? Correct. I've heard that too. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, go ahead and uh, give me her, her coordinates and go ahead and I'm going to send her a holo message. Thanks, yeah. Bo. Yeah. that's.
1: You that, know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, that's essentially what Clone Wars set up right there. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you.
1: It's very easy, the connections that you can make here. And I, I do hope that these characters, these characters, I mean, look, you know, for for the, you know, the other secondary characters that we saw in Mandalorian season one, they can come or go. That's, you know, Bill Burr's character and all the ones, you know, the other ones that will likely make a return in season two, the ones that were on the, uh, like, you know, stranded on the prison ship. But these characters, I would like to see them become recurring because Bo-Katan and... Ahsoka and, and you know maybe Boba, maybe Rex. like Those are such integral parts of the Mandalorian society and the story that's being right. told here that I don't want them to be just one-offs. like I don't want Katie Sackoff's Bo-Katan to have one 15-minute chunk of an episode and then you never see her again. No, but, but I
0: also don't want, want them to become... As the, some of the peanut gallery is saying here, it's like, yeah, all these people are great, but it, it feels like if we have less people, it'd make the galaxy feel bigger still a little more ominous instead of like oh you've seen this person in this show let's go ahead and cram him in
1: yeah uh, but i think that there's room to make them not like you're right. they're not in every episode but like right
0: they're they're Bo-ca- not made to be a big deal it's just like yeah. they're part of the galaxy if if a mandalorian needs mandalorian advice they're gonna call bo katan probably
1: yeah like Bo-Katan here we go becomes a contact that he that exactly you know you know maybe maybe to.
0: Maybe Katie filmed a few scenes from her house and just threw on some armor, like that type of stuff. She had a green screen behind her, one of those mega screens, and just yeah. like, hey, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, Den, here you go. This way, that way, here are your coordinates. See you later. And then yeah. he calls her again, episode eight. Hey, I need your help. We're we're getting our asses kicked. Blah, blah, blah. And then she flies in, there's Sabine. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a I guess it's a tightrope. They're gonna be walking here, but again, the guys in control of this and the gals gave us no reason to doubt the way they tell star wars stories so
1: and and again these are
0: all rumors i know a lot of people just as soon as a site puts it out there it's it's gonna happen i mean these may not all come to fruition there's a good chance they will but we have to trust in the johns the dave's uh, the, the tyke is i don't i forget I don't, tyke is not directed next season uh, robert but, rodriguez
1: Peyton yeah all, Reed, all those, those people the, the, two the two writers
0: stuff. i mean they're they're not going to do this sloppily where it's like yeah. hey and i hate to say this about george but i think in the prequels he really got caught up on everything from the original has to tie back to the prequels you don't need to make that many connections right you don't yeah. have to show how boba fett was a, a little boy clone i mean it's just okay Some of that stuff doesn't need to be portrayed. It can be talked about, discussed. It doesn't have to become a scene. So, uh um, I have faith this is going to be... It's all going to work out, my friends. Don't worry. Those that are watching the live stream getting all worried there's going to be too many characters at once, I think it will be done expertly, Mm -hmm. and I think we'll all be sitting here come October during the live streams pinching our nipples Mm -hmm. and and screaming like little girls about how awesome The Mandalorian Season 2 is.
1: Yeah, and just one other thing on this real quick. Like The fact that they cast Katie, Like, well, that it's rumored that Katie is going to be playing this role in live action is top-notch like, oh yeah
0: and if you think about it, that's probably the only one that they could have done yeah. outside of Tamara.
1: yeah i mean uh, i
0: know everyone wants ashley to be ahsoka and i would give you i think nick you were talking about it could they even just do the voice
1: yeah you would mirroring. essentially have to do like they did with solo and have right uh, you know Eckstein does
0: all the lines and, and, and then, uh, Rosario, whoever just mouse them or she yes. speaks them and then they just overdub it in post. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it would look weird. We'd have to see how that looks and not in hollow form, but one Katie Sackhoff is a very, she's, she's used to like the, the more uh, dude, I mean, come on, now, any,
0: any Battlestar Galactica fans in here? Oh, yeah. I mean, Starbuck, Starbuck. I mean, she, she is a, the perfect female to play a, a warrior. Role. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it fits perfectly. And then you don't have to worry about that suspension, that that further bit of suspension of disbelief where you have an actor that's portraying the live action version different than the
0: person who's doing the voice
1: for it. So... Just give her a um, little
0: orange hair dye and she's yeah, ready to that's
1: go. Just ready. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> casting choice. So all right. um, again, we only have what, five more months until we, you know, get to really dig into this series and see if, if these, yeah, I mean, if we're, if true. we're all
0: not dead by October, it'll be here soon, but yeah, you never know. Uh if you're living in 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 America there's a good chance we're all going to be dead. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> things, things are looking a yeah, bit We're weird not, we're not
0: we're not handling the virus so well. We we don't we have zero patience and we're ready to just light this powder keg, but whatever, I'm going to stay <laughs> in my basement. So uh yes, in turn you are right. Battlestar Galactica the reboot is freaking fantastic. Yeah, BSG as well. it's well fantastic. And, and you know why we're on non Star Wars sci-fi stuff? I, I cannot say enough positive things about star trek discovery star trek picard and really just star trek tv in general like if you just want something on the background that's that's a little nerdy and not news and whatnot netflix now cbs all access pull up some of the old star trek tv shows like tng or deep space nine I, i don't know what it is man but the discovery excellent picard was great you know we all we all love sir patrick but uh, there's our side note. So, yes, BSG, mm-hmm. Star Trek's good TV. Not as good as Star Wars TV, though. And that's wow. because of our boys, John and Dave, and all their directors. We already talked about this one, Nick. Mando season two, not delayed, so we're going to go ahead and punt that Yep. and get right into a juicy rumor, one that uh, kind of got people talking a little bit last week, and that is the fact that our man, Mr. Sandhater, the mm. king of wine himself, Hayden Christensen, might be coming back as Anakin Skywalker in the Kenobi series.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty big rumor. I mean, like, still putting it like this. There's no confirmation to this. And and from what the article says, there's discussions happening between, you know, Hayden's people and the producers of the Kenobi series. But basically, you could see Hayden Christensen back as Anakin Skywalker, not as Vader, from what, you know, what we've heard in Kenobi. So this would have to be purely in flashback form i mean there's there's no way that you have him back in any other form than than kenobi either through meditations through flashbacks through right you know something now do you think
0: they would just keep it as jedi knight anakin flashbacks like they truly are at that brother level now so it's it's taking place after attack of the clones I would imagine so because like it's all going to be set during the Clone Wars and when they were out kind of being the two faces of the Jedi kicking ass all around the galaxy and how they had that bond and loved each other and helped each other. Yeah, I'm with you. I I could see Kenobi maybe just getting so depressed sometimes he just wants to have positive memories about his friend again
1: yeah and i mean look we we see him at the beginning of a new hope when he's talking to luke skywalker he does have fond memories about anakin like he was talking to him he was like it it was a great kills
0: him it kills him to tell that story even though it's a big fucking lie but it even hurts him to lie to luke about his dad
1: yeah you know he says he was a good friend so you know that in those years decades of isolation he has been he's been building that narrative in his head. Like he he has to have that narrative in his head for that ultimate moment when Luke does come to him. Cause like he, he knows eventually Luke Skywalker is going to come to him some one way or another. And this story has to be told. Oh, yeah. So instead of keeping the narrative of this fallen Jedi, who is now the scourge of the, you know, of the galaxy, he has to paint the picture of Anakin as his best friend and right. Anakin as his brother. So all of those moments are things that we could see in in this series, you know. Yeah, the,
0: the highlights of the, the the shit that made Kenobi almost cry at the edge of the Mustafar lake. You know, you were my brother, Anakin. You know, you 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 weren't supposed to fucking join the Sith, you're supposed to destroy him. Like that that anger at him and the in the hurt. Like yeah. how could you do this, dude? We were bros. I mean, I could even see it where you know maybe Obi One's watching Luke from a distance and he sees Luke do something that reminds him of Anakin. We could, yeah, you know, have a little bubbly flashback going right to a moment where you know Hayden's sitting there laughing, they're they're joking around almost. They are these brothers, best friends. Uh, I'm all for this uh, for multiple reasons. I want Hayden to have another sh- shot at the character. Yeah, 100%. Not being directed by the maker. We all love George Lucas, but I think we all have to admit he is not the best at directing other humans. He's fantastic at weaving stories and creating characters and universes, but he's probably not the best at coaching someone's performance. Yeah, and, performance. And you know. just, just watch the prequels. <laughs> I mean, you have... An Oscar winner that looks like she can't act herself out of a paper bag.
2: Ray you shows. have a,
0: yeah, you have a Golden Globe <laughs> maybe winner if not nominee, and and Ewan also just saying really weird shit, and then you Hayden, you got to remember Hayden either won a Golden Globe or was nominated for a Golden Globe for uh, the movie he did before he got tapped to play Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I think
1: that was Life as a House, but um, I mean, yeah, like Hayden was a hot commodity in Hollywood. Like he, you know, nominated for one golden globe. Yeah. For uh life as a house. Yep. Nailed it.
0: Right. And I just, me. I think at this point, you know, there's been many years he's taken it on the chin. Like everyone did that was involved in the prequels. Uh, and it, it wouldn't be George directed him. So uh, it would be Deborah if, he, if this is true. Cause she's still in charge of Kenobi until I guess she has a creative difference with Kathy, but I don't know. I think if given the chance, Hayden would absolutely slay this, this, yeah. this job. Uh, I think it would redeem the prequel version, live action, at least version of Anakin, even more so than the Clone Wars did. And it could effectively make me a massive fan of the prequels.
1: Yeah. And and look, this could be done in many different ways that, you know, we talked about the possibility of them bringing in, uh, you know, Clone Wars, like Clone Wars animated scenes done in live action, or you could just bring, like you could have completely new content and give even more context to this character of, of Anakin Skywalker. Dude. I mean, like there is so many, there's just so much possibility for what you could do here. Like right. even,
0: you know, force communication between. Yeah. You know, him and him and Vader almost yeah. like I, I dude, I, I'm telling you, I, having anakin in the sh- in kenobi makes so much sense yeah. uh, we're getting here from tones could we see bail and kenobi i a hundred percent i mean yeah bail yeah. organa i mean we get that line in rogue one where literally mon goes up to him like hey uh get that friend right you could get the you know your friend he's like <laughs> yeah yeah my jedi friend yeah i'll take care of it and don't worry i'll let my adopted daughter handle all that part of this mission yeah i trust her with my life so yeah i, I think bail would make perfect sense in there Uh, Klondike Kenobi is supposed to take place after episode three, but before the events of solo, I believe. Yeah. Uh, like young solo, Corellia solo, possibly. So, uh, all right, man, anything else on Hayden coming back? I mean, outside of it, I'm all for it. I mean, there's a point in time where I would probably like, Ooh, no, but as with anything in life, the older you get, the less hateful you are. And, uh, yeah, you learn a bit a little, you learn more, you get a little more patient, a little more accepting. And I do think thanks to Filoni, the end of the Clone Wars, this, that, and the other thing, the prequels for me, for someone like me that did not love them, have gotten so much better. Yeah, And that, that, it still kind of pains me to say that. But I watched Rots last Friday, and I felt it for the first time. I was like, I didn't get all emotional. Like it's in a movie, it still doesn't get me emotional. But I was like, damn, okay, I can kind of see this take on Anakin now. I yeah. can kind of see why this guy did what he did. Uh, basically, had no solid upbringing. His brother wouldn't stand up for him. This, these Jedi assholes are literally just dickheads to him nonstop. So uh, I'm all about it. Any more Hayden, Christian, Anakin, I say, a okay. Two thumbs up. Let's do it.
1: I mean, we, we put out a petition and wasn't a real petition, but when rogue one was announced, like we were stumping to get Hayden to play Vader, like, you know, whether it be that scene that, you know, that happened on Mustafar in the castle where he's sitting there and talking to Krennic or anything else, like, I've I've always been a fan of giving this guy another shot because essentially, I mean you can look at his his IMDP page now and like yeah it's he's done some work but Star Wars killed his career like 100 percent hundred percent he, he got he
0: got destroyed he's the only one that didn't make it out because he didn't have a big career going in this was supposed to be his jumping springboard yeah like uh, this so, was- I mean I'm not screwing around watch watch Boyega watch ridley closely now yeah Uh, ridley in particular let's see what happens and i like both of them i thought they both did a good job but let's see what happens that's all i'm gonna say
1: yeah because i mean daisy daisy did some stuff even between the movies like she put out yeah once
0: once she got her star wars money she produced like a little documentary and then she did the uh Murder the Agatha, on the Express. right right yeah. was that a Christie novel or something yeah Agatha Christie. see yeah. you spencer later buddy yeah we're, this is not a quick show very <laughs> rarely are you able to just tune in for the whole thing i don't blame you there's times where i think nick and i want to take a break <laughs> <laughs> but until we get some spent uh, uh some sponsors that give us commercials we just huff through this thing
1: yeah we gotta uh, push through but yeah i mean it, it is going to be interesting to see i mean it seems like boyega is now in the, in a spot where like he could potentially pick up another Pacific Ram if he yeah, wanted to. Yeah, I mean he's
0: I think he's a little I, I don't know I'm I'm concerned for Daisy. Yeah. I it's, mean, Oscar, clearly he, he was already, Oscar, uh, he Oscar was already having a, a great career prior to star Wars. So, yeah, but it, Daisy to me is as close as you can get to Hayden as he was with his star Wars movies. Yeah. Yeah. They were working in the industry, but this is the first time they're like, Hey, hello, millions and millions of people. This is a person that is now going to become a f- fake person in your mind. Yeah. And you'll always think they're this fake person.
1: Uh, yeah so man, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> i mean it, it
0: even happened to ham a little bit i mean he had a fantastic voice acting career but in terms of being on screen he never really did anything again outside of parodies of luke skywalker
1: yeah it's it's just the curse. it's like yeah it is it's like a
0: star wars curse
1: <laughs> if dude. you are like, the
0: main skywalker watch out
1: yeah you're watch you could out be in some watch out
0: daisy All right, dude. So we've got through all our topics. Now we're in the the fan appreciation segment, if you will. We're going to start with our Ask Us Anything. We are not over yet. We're moving into part two because you assholes sent in so many questions, which, you know, good for you. You actually listen to us these days. And I do want to take some time to thank everyone for joining into the live stream and really just repping SWTS these past few weeks. I mean, Uh, Nick and I, we're talking numbers. Uh, We're already exceeding April numbers this early in May. That's because of the fans. That's because of you dedicated nuts in here that have joined in for the live stream. Uh, We're getting great interactions on our post content now. And yes, we know Instagram sucks. You can't click on links. Use our bio link for (laughs) all of our stories. You can get there that way. Uh, But we love you. You know that. We hate you. You know that. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for repping the SWTS. But now it is time to continue on with our infamous Ask Us Anything, which definitely came from our buddy, Greggy Mack. So let me do the, the the quick switch over here. Bing, bada, boom. There we go. Just like that. We've got magic. The Slack screen is now pulled up, and we're going to continue on with our questions from last week. Who knows how many we'll get through. Maybe we'll have a part three next week, because I really <laughs> feel like I have to take a piss. All right, so um, we covered one of these questions last week, uh, one of Palpatine's. Uh, the the whole who would win Mary Sue Ray versus Ahsoka, we dealt with that. Uh, is Ray Palpatine the strongest force user ever? I would say no, yeah. uh, but combined with the dyad, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one because I, I think that there
1: is a real argument to be made that Anakin Skywalker is and will be the most powerful force until
0: he lost two legs and both his arms and was turned into a machine and couldn't really feel the force. Like he used to Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Like, I don't think that you can get past that. He was literally created by the force, but I do agree that this dyad, like if you were to combine Kylo and her, then you could give Anakin a run for his money. But as, as Canon has laid out, and I don't think that that new canon and the new movies have has changed this. Anakin is the most powerful Force user, at least measured Force user of all time. Like, you know, who knows about old Republic Jedi and old
0: Republic? Well, Sith? Hey, hey man, we can we can we can settle this just on midichlorian count, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that is now a thing. <laughs> there is a there is a physical yeah, it, it number. Was, it was,
0: we can science this argument. The motherfucker had the most midichlorians they've ever seen. So yeah, I'm I'm going with Anakin pre-getting mutilated was the strongest force user ever. Ray with the dyad can trump that. I mean, you gotta you understand, old man Palpatine regenerated his entire essence in a rotted clone body by sucking the dyad yeah And he he didn't even know the dyad that much power if he did he would have just dyaded their asses early on it wasn't until he got that hit right yeah he got that hit of the dyad that's when he he realized like oh this is some sauce right here yeah yeah it was good shit so all right uh scion xtc i don't think we answered this one last week but what is your holy grail of star wars collectibles Oh, did we I do that we, one? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did do that mine one. Was, okay. uh,
1: pro- we we like, didn't,
0: didn't know, do uh, a here. Augusto, Gusto, You think say tosto. I'm Go rewatching ahead. the Clone Wars at the moment. Okay. I feel like Obi Wan's fighting skills are downplayed a lot. He loses against Maul when he first sees him rather quickly. Against Dooku, it always feels like Anakin is left to fight him one on one, and he is easily beaten up by the slave trader in season four, episode eleven. I simply feel he sometimes isn't done justice.
1: I think it's because... Like, it's specifically against non-Force users. He clearly holds back. Like, he he does not... He doesn't like to fight, he doesn't want to fight, and he's very reticent to fight. And the reason that Anakin
0: is such a better combatant is because... He loves that shit. He, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he lo- like that He loves is where- tapping into that, that fighting anger.
1: Exactly. That, like, I'm with you, man. I,
0: I was going to say the exact same thing. I, I think Obi-Wan always, is always holding back. I mean, we, we got to see... What an unleashed Obi-Wan Kenobi could do to the Chosen One, for Christ's sake. Yeah. He beat Anakin Skywalker head to head, high ground or not. He beat him. Yep so Uh, so yeah i i mean obi-wan is kind of portrayed as a buffoon sometimes when it comes to fighting we even got a great moment in the last season of of clone wars right yeah uh where you know anakin shows up like oh you're hiding again master or buddy you know you want me to take care of this for you it's that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. oh here we go it's a ghost toe there we go a ghost ghost toe there we go a ghost toe we got it cheers to you alfie So yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think Obi Wan's a big bozo. I think he kind of does it on purpose.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it even comes through. Like, yes, in the cartoon series, he's probably farced a little bit more. But like, you know, fighting against Grievous, and I know that the Grievous lightsaber fight was a little, it was a little weird in the movie. But like, you know, that he was literally known as a Jedi killer. Like, he had the lightsabers of all the Jedi that he had slain in single combat. And the fact that I
0: do love that he he gats him to kill him. That's the best.
1: I mean, it was, you know, that fight, the, when it was lightsaber to lightsaber, Obi-Wan beat him. Like, yeah, he, he did. I off- mean,
0: yeah, Grievous ran, he scurried away and gotten his little wheel of death. So yeah. Nick Nick ain't screwing around. So yeah, Obi-Wan's no joke. They just, you know, they, they they can't make him look more powerful in battle than the Chosen One. Yep. Ooh, Liam. Liam's in the cast. What are other hobbies you guys have other than Star Wars?
1: Um, For me, I like... I mean, right now, nobody's got hobbies, but I think that both Matt and I were were big video gamers. Um, I still play, you know, on my PC every now and then I play League of Legends. I'm not very good at the game, but I enjoy playing it from time to time. And then I have this big ass 55 inch TV behind me in this tiny room hooked up to my PS4.
0: I play games every now and then. Um, and then I also yeah, like Speaking of to- big TVs... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My 100-inch my screen, I, I, I just went ahead and rigged it now to where from my money receiver, I can run one HDMI to my projector now and then nice. get access to all my consoles, Apple TV, Roku's, whatever. Gaming and doing anything on a 100-inch screen is, is better than 55, 65, 75, <laughs> 85. I'm telling you people, this screen is the greatest thing I've ever bought. So much so that I'm now thinking of buying a high-end 4K projector for the (laughs) basement. There you go. So yes, uh, so I guess my other hobby is wasting money on technology. Uh, Yeah, I can feel that to a degree as well. No, I mean, really, (laughs) it's other hobbies other than Star Wars. Well, I mean, just podcasting, creating content, writing on the web. I mean, uh, I ran EntertainmentBoo.com for 10 years prior to Star Wars time. I had 15,000 articles, reviews, this, that, and the other thing. So, uh, pr- pretty much like most other typical Star Wars fans, I prefer sci fi fantasy in terms of stories, TV, movies. And in real life, I'm really into technology, sound, high end TVs, Dolby Atmos, that type of shit. Yeah. So.
1: I also like beer. I went, my girlfriend and I went to. 50 different breweries last year beer is
0: good beer is good (laughs) and it's been very hard during lockdown to not just become a full-on lush Uh, i i limit my drinking just to friday saturday sunday and it gets very hard to literally not just go grab a voodoo ranger ipa right now and start throwing them down because if you've been around since the inception of star wars (laughs) time show It basically was Matt is drunk show, and Nick has to deal with them every Friday night. That's what these used to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I used to go to
0: happy hour at B-Dubs, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings. I would have about a half gallon of beer, if not close to a gallon sometimes. We'd fire it up Friday night, right after I rolled out of the bar, and woo, boy, watch (laughs) out. Where are we going? Where is Matt going to take us tonight? And we kind of had to put an end to that, because- I, I sounded like an asswipe. I mean, I sounded like a drunk loser. I was slurring. It was embarrassing. So
1: if, if Matt would mix the smoke and the drink, it would be a very interesting show. Oh, that, yeah,
0: that was the best ah. ever. i i I was i was tooted up on some beer and then i had a new vape that i never tried and it it took me back to like when i first did it (laughs) and nick literally had to finish the show because i was in space and i'll never forget you're like we were talking about i think we got like a new shot of of poe dameron or it was it was like a new
1: was the clone wars tease and you're like dude that helmet
0: oh yeah yeah it's like (laughs) wow you're like, hey, Matzo. So Nick just gave like this big, detailed uh, analysis of a scene. He's like, hey, Matt, so what'd you think of of that trailer? Would you like? And I said, I really think the helmets look cool. <laughs> that's about all I could provide to the conversation. So yeah, yeah. The, the the drinking casts have been put on hold but you know maybe maybe one of these days maybe once a month or if we're feeling like it before the lockdown ends we might try it again but you never know so yeah drinking is definitely a hobby all right Dagobah Days this is uh Dakota the guy that makes awesome dioramas for us toy photographers hot take on Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney plus okay um well Dakota we we kind of I think we kind of tackled this right
2: we just yeah, did on been. on
0: the Anakin thing. I think I think we we love the idea of it. We hope it happens. We hope Hayden is included uh as as because he follows up. Which characters would you like to see reprise in the show? I mean, obviously, we'd love to see the the Anakin, Bail was a good one from the Peanut Gallery. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, in terms of I really like here's my hot take. I really want to see him leave Tatooine. And I want to see him, like, even if it's a new Jedi character that we've never seen before, like, he knows Vader's hunting Jedi. He knows it. He's out there. He's killing Jedi. And I want to see at least for one episode that he's like, I can't just sit here and let this happen. I have
0: to do something. That is a good hot take. That is, I like that. That's why we keep Nick around. He's the deep thinker here. I just go for the easy stuff. (laughs) oh hayden we just talked about there we go i'll take that one (laughs) yeah all right up next we got tones 1138 who i believe is in in the the chat if you guys could change one scene from any of the classic trilogy not including mcclunky to enhance the plot (laughs) or event taking place what would it be
1: god that's a really fucking good question that's tough
0: i'll I'll jump on this i would uh (sighs) I would now, change the, the 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 love scenes in Attack of the Clones, and I'd actually make oh, them. Oh, okay. So
1: we can go back to prequels then. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just OT. Oh, he like, said classic
0: trilogy. Tough. No, I'm I'm stupid. You're right. I'm stupid. Go ahead. If you if, have Oof. you thought of something, I got I got to rethink now.
1: It's tough. I mean, for gosh, for for me, what would I change in the classic trilogy? Man, that's a that's uh, a hard. I think one. We got. Artist, Artist Sean maybe, Forney maybe, just doing you know, Going, up. going back and talking about Boba and 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 you know stuff like that. Maybe giving him more of a role in that fight, like towards the like in episode six, you're in you're in ROTJ, you're in the whole you know Jabba's palace, cruise, but you know pleasure barge, everything like that. Giving him more of a role there to justify his place and his you know, why he was revered as much as he was by the fan base. So like not making it to where he's literally buffoonishly killed by fucking blind Han Solo. Something like that. Like having him yeah, put up. No, that, fight. that's a
0: good one. That's a good one. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kinda cheat. Knowing what we know now thanks to Tross, I would like a little bumper, a little stinger to tip off that Palpatine made it escaped the fate yeah even though it kind of ruins everything <laughs> about that moment but hey it's canon now so uh i would i would like that little nod to where maybe you see uh you, you know we go to exegol or wherever he went at first and you see that clone body take its first breath
1: yeah like, or even if it's poof. like just like a like a wisp of the force that you see like he gets thrown down the the you know the whatever, the pit, the whatever the fuck it is. the, and, and then, like, as the explosion happens, you see, like, this, this, like, burst of, like, red force energy or something like that. And then, like, you see it kind of, like, wisp away. And then, yeah. like, so even if it's something that, like, literally does not say, like, hey, you see Palpatine's, you know, new body or something like that, but you see his essence is still there. Right,
0: it's made clear that something's not, not right. Like yeah. Something, something happened. He, he may not be dead after all. Yeah. Yeah. So something like, like that. I could even see where they almost mirror the Vader coming, the life scene in ROTS where you see him take his first breath. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would see, like I said, the clone. <gasps> yeah. Oh no, he lives. So there you go. That was a good question. I like that. Too bad I, it took me a while to figure out what you were actually asking because I'm mm-hmm. stupid. Uh, What do we got next? Oh no, I moved my slack all the way down here. Oh, back to Papa Palpatine.
1: <laughs>
0: How do you feel about people being hired over the way? Okay, geez.
1: Okay, pops. Uh, who
0: knows? We'll, we'll skip that one. Would you like Kennedy's contract to be extended? Okay, I'll I'll talk to this one. Um, no. At this point, I don't think she's earned an extension. I mean, you've got uh, declining sales and movies. That's technically what she's responsible for. Uh, you know, you got to In the end, all this stuff's about making money. Let's let's not forget that. I mean, yes. Yes, uh, it's for our entertainment, but the people that make it—they're doing it to make a buck. Uh, but I no, I, I don't. I don't think she's showcased over this time, this contract length, that she is the right person to lead Lucasfilm. There's been too many creative differences. There's been too many firings, uh, and they've they've changed their game plan too many times. I mean, for a company like Disney to. Go from, yeah, we're going to be releasing movies and solo, standalone movies every other year all the way through 2021 to, oop we had one bad release. We cancel all this shit. Movies aren't happening again to 2022. And then we're we're going to take multiple years off in between them. That's a major fail, okay? Yeah. That is a major fail. And people like Kathy, Bob, those are the ones that should be held accountable. So yeah, I I don't think she's earned an extension.
1: I will say that, it's, it's hard to find somebody to replace her. The only person that I think that could do that job would be Kevin Feige. And we know that he's involved in some way, but we don't know the level of involvement. So if, if they were to, you know, to fire her as president of Lucasfilm, then the only person that, that could really take that spot would be Kevin. Because there's nobody else out there other than Dave
0: that could really do that job um i think and i i don't think dave wants to do it yeah that is not a creative role no i mean they're in a it's a shit role to be to run lucasfilm and then be the producer on the movie you're you're essentially the one that says yes and no to people's dreams once this that and the other thing it's a suck job it's not i don't i don't think filoni would want that but I would love if he had more control over the narrative yeah, flow. The creative
1: content, that, you know.
0: Fuck this story group. Who the fuck are these people? Yeah, Dave Filoni should be the story group. All these yeah. other bums. See you later.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like you need a more controlling entity that does kind of police the narrative. I think, and I think that's what was missing in in the sequel trilogy is you didn't have. Like I think if you would have kept the same format that you did, you go JJ Ryan JJ, but then you say like it, it, but you actually have guardrails on the narrative and and like you police some of the shit that's happening, then I think that you're in a better spot even with different writers and directors on each movie. Um in terms of Kathy, I think that, you know, I don't know what her contract length is, but like I said, if if you're going to replace her, <laughs> I think the only person to replace her is Kevin. And he's already on the Star right. Wars committee in some way. I mean, you have to remember that Kathleen isn't some Disney pawn that was put there when, you know, when the, the acquisition happened. She was present in a Lucasfilm when Lucas owned it. Like, that's what her she didn't change. Roles. Well, they all
0: I mean, they all worked together very early on. I mean, yeah, like through, she was through on, Spielberg. She was working with Steve and then, you know, George did Indy. So that's how yeah. they got all mixed up. But yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, like she was a member of Lucasfilm, like through the original trilogy or through the original, you know, Indiana Jones trilogy. So it's not like she was just placed there to be some sort of Disney pawn. I think what happened was when she got, when she, when she took over this, this more creatively driven role and, and head of Lucasfilm without George there to, to really guide her, she didn't know what to do. Like she she kind of panicked.
0: Yeah, she fucked up. She yeah, she like, made some really stupid early decisions that yeah. more or less sunk the the narrative arc of the trilogy from the get go, yeah. the sequel trilogy, that is.
1: So I think that she still has a place at Lucasfilm, but I don't think that she should be in that role that she was for the
0: Yeah. You know for the so just, sequel just deal trilogy. with the business stuff yeah. kathy because like stay, that's what stay she was out always of the, yeah stay out of the story stuff
1: that's what she was like she was the head of, of the business division right. of lucasfilm she was never the one that said like hey creatively we should be doing this or like here's who i want to direct these movies like she was thrust into that role when this acquisition happened like business wise i think she, she still does a very good job like regardless of what you want to say, like. Rise of Skywalker made over a billion dollars in the in the box office, and that's with literally nothing but negativity surrounding that movie going into it. Like they like the people wanted to burn it to the ground like there was not a lot of, a lot of positive sentiment outside of like hardcore sections of the fandom and, and stuff like that and it still made a lot of money so
0: look at Wild Wing you guys need an extra show for Q&A that's right alright <laughs> well, <laughs> well we'll have to start taking tips and handouts for that type of stuff Yeah, you can no. only go for so long we, we really didn't want to do three hours today but we're already angling that way yeah, so we're at 2-10, we're, I'm going to so. move on from this one the last one from But if you don't get the I mean Papa Palpatine is is the president of the fan the Menace, and that's fine. We still love him. Is the force female? The force is for whoever the fuck wants to use it. Yes. Uh, all right. There's Spencer. I think he bailed. What kind of toilet paper do y'all like? If you use toilet paper, in my opinion, you are a caveman. You should be using wet wipes. All right? So <laughs> there, you, there go. you go. People bidets that wipe their ass with, with dry toilet paper are essentially using their hands to wipe their asses. <laughs> so we'll move on from that. All right. Now we're into... Some of the store story responses. This is from Dr. Ball here. Which Star Wars actor would you like to interview? Uh right now, Hayden Christensen.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. For, For me, a lot of
0: reasons we just talked about.
1: Yeah. For me, I would want to do God. That's a good one. I'd like to do Frank Oz because he counts.
0: He's Yoda. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, he counts. Yeah. He's, that's Oz. huge, man. That's huge uh this is another one from spencer here what skins and planets do you think should still be made for battlefront 2 mm-hmm. uh 332nd clone skins boom done do it orange helmets let's go yeah i mean
1: mandalore as a planet as well
0: there yeah. you go look at us. We're, this is rapid fire now <laughs> another one from baron what stories or pieces of legends canon do you wish were still canon
1: uh yuzan vong i really like them but i think i don't know if intern's still here but um i think
0: the- he is he brought he he dropped like a, a deep a deep cut earlier karak in beat vader like a bitch too and uh, we agree remember vader isn't yeah. it was anakin it was once anakin lost all his legs and some of his organic matter that he kind of lost that superpower
1: yeah i mean a but lot no ask them, the- him
0: like intern he would know this type of shit if it's comic book at least I well think. no
1: i mean like the the grisk from the from the the Thrawn trilogy are probably going to become the new Usul. Oh, okay, okay, yeah.
0: So that's like the new,
1: like hyper intelligent sentient I'll, alien race. Uh, I'll have to
0: cheat is. here because it's well documented that me and the old Legends EU we didn't really fuck around with each other too much because it mostly required reading, and that's really not how I consume Star Wars. Uh, so I would go. We're still canon. Where was I go? I was gonna go somewhere with this. Or can you wish we're still canon? Oh, um, Kotor stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're they're like, slowly... didn't they they
0: like slowly canonized Revan, sort yeah. of? Yeah. But I think Malik and Bastilla and all that stuff still kinda out on the outskirts. Yeah,
1: like that core narrative of, you know, like even the Mandalorian wars are are kind of canon now. Like the KOTOR era Mandalorian Wars, but like bringing in like the actual character, like Bastilla and, you know, fucking Malak and Karth and all those people. Yeah.
0: I agree. All right. Yeah. Malik's the man half face boy. <laughs> this is from Optimus Crime. He's a loyal listener here. Which two characters would you most like to see an anthology film based on? I would, at this point, I'd like to see them finish solo. Yeah. So, I mean, uh and i think a discussion from today just to kind of give him his due and maybe give him some legit street cred would be boba fett yeah you could do
1: you know boba fett and give him a, a either a foil or you know like some sort of secondary character to play off of i mean just like what you
0: mentioned and malik i mean fuck Oh, yeah, Jesus. See, again, Nick, Nick again is the smart one here. Hey, Liam, you missed it. We asked your question. You missed out. Snooze, you lose, buddy. You got to come back in. You're going to have to listen to the. Now you got to rewatch the whole Three (laughs) Hours of Death tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is Um, another one from Optimus. If you were a Jedi who survived Order 66, what planet would you hide on?
1: Shit. That's a good
0: one. Um, i'd I'd cheat i'd probably hide on tatooine or dagobah because i know that they those are good planets to hide on. i know it's like oh (laughs) fucking yoda's if yoda's on
1: dagobah i am there because one
0: right his force energy is going to overshadow ours yeah so even if someone found it out they would show up and only see his luminous being and not ours yeah
1: and and i think here's an interesting (laughs) one like and this is something that... Well, I don't know. Because if you went to Malachor, then they would be able to easily pick out the one source of light that's on Malachor because it's like a mostly dark side planet. Um, let's,
0: uh, I don't know. Mimban. I, Mim- I, Mimban. Everyone likes Mimban troopers in yeah, this. So ta- we'll say Terrace
1: that. Yeah, maybe because <laughs> Terrace is kind of like a... I don't think Terrace was completely destroyed in KOTOR. I think it was mostly destroyed I mean, there's there's a ton of different options out there. Um, Hoth, Hoth, yeah, like hang out like with a really Wampas. desolate planet. Like there's nothing on it. Dantooine kind of in the middle of nowhere. Navarro. You know, there's Sullust. Sullust is another one that's uh, now, like, now
0: we're just naming every planet from Star Wars we can remember. At I know, this point. It's, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think that Dagobah has a really good because like you're with Yoda, so you can still kind of yeah. learn some things. And then it is kind of this shrouded planet where there was there's no
0: chance that anybody. Yeah, finds there's you. all sorts of funky force shit going on on Dagobah. So I, I think it would jam jam some force force antennas. Yeah. Oh, another one from Optimus. Way to go, buddy! Favorite Star Wars collectible acquired in the past six months. There's no answer for
1: me. <laughs> I, I, I don't. My
0: think- uh, one-six scale Darth Maul Hot Toys DX or whatever okay. the hell it's called. I
1: think. Uh, I think this falls within six months, or it's right at the cusp. So uh, all of the shit that I bought from uh, Galaxy's Edge. So there you go. Yep. The I have my saber, little droid all that jazz over here. Hold on, I can pull them up. Little droid buddy that I built in Galaxy's Edge. And then uh my my lightsaber, my custom built lightsaber from Savvy's workshop.
0: There we go. And another one from Optimus. This guy did his homework. Favorite Star Wars book or comic arc? Ha ha ha
1: <laughs> book or comic arc? That's uh, comic
0: arc, all anything Vader. I mean, this, this new one that was kicked off that got delayed, that was great. The other Vaders before 2020 Vader were great. So any recent, when Marvel rebooted the canon in the comics, Vader run would be my answer.
1: Bane, Star Wars book series was my favorite because it, it gave you so much... Information about this time where there was open war between the 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 Jedi and the Sith, and this isn't like, you know, we're not talking about Darth Revan time period because this happens like three thousand years after Revan. So this is just like literal like the Brotherhood of Darkness and the the Jedi battling out in massive numbers. You get to see the 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 formation of the Rule of Two. You get to see the first original, well, not really the original, but like the the resurgence of the Darth. Title, you yeah. know, like really, having yeah, and he just something. looks fucking
0: badass. I mean, yeah. he's he's one of my favorite looking Sith.
1: And then secondary to that would be the Legacy of the Force series, old canon. This is the legacy, like legacy canon. I mean, it's called Legacy of the Force then, but it's now actual like Legends. Um, and that cub, co- that is the story of you know Jason and Jaina Solo, Jason falling to the dark side, becoming Darth Kadis Um, you know, killing. Hit, uh marriage Jade skywalker um and then spoilers! just spoilers yeah yeah i mean spoilers but like <laughs> and you know that whole story was really awesome because it Got was post use on volume. yeah I, I knew
0: you'd you'd do better with this one than me so the, yeah that would be my my choice I, I suck at the book stuff like i said if it doesn't have moving images i i can't process <laughs> Man, Optimus was busy. If you do another run of hats at five k, can you guarantee? There's me no, one?
1: there are no guarantees for, for and, much. and I
0: know, uh, Greg, you want an update on that. Yes, we have hit the five thousand limit that Nick set for us. Yeah, we're um, we're
1: figuring out logistics. All things
0: now. considered, we're, we're we're working on it. Don't yeah. worry. I, I got to check with my source see see what she's up to during the pandemic and yeah. if it's a possibility. But, but we but,
1: have already had preliminary right. conversations yes. about
0: it, so. It's it'll happen at some point in time. We'll, we'll see how we we dole them out. I'm yeah. also considering see how Nick's wearing a nice little beanie right now. Uh, I think yeah, I think uh, the SWT would look nice on one of those, I, too. I so. agree, 100%. Uh, don't worry. The, the, the hats are coming. You gotta. We'll just chalk it up to COVID-19 for why it's going to take forever. Uh, you probably won't see them until 2021. Yeah, we'll see how that plays <laughs> out. All right, here we go. SWTBS Wildwing. I don't know if he's still in here. He was in the chat. How could Galen Merrick, alias Starkiller, be made a canon character now? Well... I'm gonna cheat here, and technically, it is a canon character already. It was a big ass Death Star.
1: Yeah, it's true. Star Killer <laughs> Base. So
0: technically, Star it was a canon character.
1: I mean, it's still canon that that both the the we need Emperor our hats,
0: <laughs> ladies. <laughs> you motherfuckers. What did he say? <laughs> it's just it's Klondike. We need our hats. Look, we'll we'll try. We're. I mean, like we can try. I
1: mean, but I'm not. It's not gonna be something like where, where we did it. From our from our celebration run where it's like,
0: right, it's not going to be next week. Well, one,
1: they're not going to be free. You have to buy them (laughs) like you're going to have to pay for them. There's not going to be free hats. And two, we can't guarantee it like we're going to put them up on the site. We'll have like a special page on the site where you can do your ordering or you can do it through a through a third party. And you just kind of order them right but you know Um, how we feel
0: about reach around so that could get you at the top of the list
1: but we'll see we have to figure out the logistics of it now with shipping and and international shipping with all the shit going on with covid because i know there's a lot of restrictions in certain places on that so
0: Um, and then sir dork comes in and rubs it in people's faces so i was just wearing mine the other day yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, but anyways, back to the Star Killer here, because so, Wild Wild Wing was listening, and I yeah. said it already is a canon character, and you were saying
1: I mean it's it's already it's still canon that both Vader and the Emperor had side uh, basically side apprentices that they were training. So you could just do the same thing again. I wouldn't make him a fucking clone because I thought that was pretty weak. Um like, you know, what they did in in Force Unleashed 2, but like you could literally bring him back as a former apprentice to Darth Vader again. Another way you could do it, I mean, Galen Merrick. I mean, there's a ton of different ways that you can make some a character named Galen Merrick. Um, well, yeah, we had Galen
0: Urso, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, Galen Urso was essentially a, a callback I, to this I, I did
0: like the character of Merrick. I mean, that's a game. I know sometimes we get into Remake City and video game land now, but I would love a pure on. Uh, remake of force unleashed one
1: yeah like just bring it back unreal 4 engine like blow it out the water exactly
0: like like do a final fantasy 7 remake job on that thing
1: yeah so i i think that they could literally just make that story happen again the same way except remove all the clone bullshit yeah um all right up next next,
0: favorite black series figure this would be all for matt here At this point in time, it's either going to be the, uh, the the standard six-inch Mandalorian, like the non-Beskar, or, and this counts because it is Black Series, the hyper-real Hyper Real Vader.
1: I think that, I mean, I really like that Black Series JKR, Jedi Knight Revan, that you've uh, used in the past. Yeah, it's
0: just that he's got that rubber hood and you can't yeah. really move his face, but he does look pretty good.
1: Yeah, so that's that's my pick.
0: Oh, this is my favorite one this from nina splash hey please check out my page my 2021 calendar goes on sale soon you got Uh, it nina yeah we'll do (laughs) and that does it all right so that that wrapped our our second official round of the ask us anything we'll probably try that again here in another few months just to build up some questions again but a new segment and a reason why we are now doing three-hour shows at this point and it's a great one, especially the way you guys reacted to the question this week. But we've got Nick's question of the week to get into. And this week he he asked a hot one that garnered us what over a hundred responses, over, dude. Over so
1: like almost 150 responses, uh, which yeah, is just the, like the the first one, 113. The first one that we did, we had like twenty, thirty answers. Yeah. This one had a hundred and thirteen responses, which is fucking crazy. So um as to save time we can't go through all of them i grabbed some uh some different yeah yeah so just so um, first off
0: appreciate everybody doing that i mean this is the stuff we always talk about that makes us happy you know remember for tinkerbell if you clap she comes to life that type of stuff if you interact with us and actually show that, like, hey, we we listen to you guys. We like your content. We're interested in what you have to say or what you're asking us. This is fantastic. It's better than mm-hmm. money. So thank you for that reaction. I'm going to go ahead and take my usual mid-show piss right now yeah. while Nick gets into some of the responses.
1: Yeah, I'll go through some of the responses. I will say that before we get into, like, who won the vote, I mean, really, there was no poll But after reading through damn near all the responses, it was pretty split. Like people were pretty happy to have either Boba or Rex in there. So I picked out some some different comments from, you know, some some people who responded. Obi Ferg Kenobi here says Boba Fett. We need to see more screen time of him. Interesting to see how it would play out with Mando. So uh, somebody for Fett wanting to see. More live action Boba Fett, and this is, you know, kind of harkens back to what Matt and I were saying is, you know, we, we never really got to see too much live action Boba. So having him in there could be a good way of of reintroducing him to the fan base. Uh, Astonishing Picks says both, but I'd prefer Boba because I know he's not gonna be dead for a lame ass reason. Uh plus he's my favorite character and I would wanna see a bit more of him. That was one thing that came up a lot was people were concerned that with Rex's uh, Rex's uh, increased aging, that he would be either dead or that he would be almost to the point where you couldn't really use him as a character anymore. Um, this would be seven years, at least seven years, maybe eight at this point for season two, post ROTJ. We know he made it to ROTJ as an older fella. He's so still going. Yeah, he's, he's still, still He's good. still going. So, I mean, you couldn't have like a battle-ready Rex, whereas you probably could have You know, like a 50-ish year old Boba who could still tussle. Um, but that was something that came up, is that they thought they thought Rex would be too old. So this is Liam here, Liam Samard. Um, I think I might honestly want to see Boba just because we have seen more story. Uh we have seen more story about Rex. Uh you've already seen him come full circle. Um, and it's time for Boba to get the live action kind of love. Um so he's a Boba fan. I didn't read that exactly. That was really fucked up. My brain just stopped working. Oh,
0: no, we, we've hit, the, <laughs> we, we've hit the, the the mark where we're going to start sounding like we are drinking.
1: Yeah, so... so um, just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, a Sith load of Lego. Uh, this is one of our people that's been featured in the top five a lot. Boba would be a better fit for the Mandalorian. Um, may have changed his ways and helped Mando. So this, you know, Sith load is talking a little bit about what we were talking about earlier. Do you want to see him... You know, be a combatant, like a bad kind of influence, and, and fight Mando or help him out a little bit. So, you know, Sith Lord is saying he, he might be helped or be hired by the imps. He said he would much rather prefer this. Uh, and it would be a hell of a battle. Rex would be a very old man and his role would be very limited. He wouldn't be able to fight as the ferocious clone captain or rebel he once was. Um, so, so boba for Sith Lord.
0: Bunch Uh, of people that hate old people. I know, right? It's just like these
1: motherfuckers. Once you hit a certain age,
0: to these people, you're you're just you're 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 useless.
1: useless. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rust Belt collector. So I think I don't know if he's still in the chat. Uh, He says, "Give me fat." I think it would be more smoothly with the Mandalorian. It would fit more smoothly with the Mandalorian storyline. I'd rather see a standalone production cover any live action appearance of clone troopers rather than a simple cameo, since you know the clones are my boys. Got to do them justice um, through that time for a live act, though that time for a live action clone film may have passed uh, as yeah, Morrison is much older happen. now. Again, they hate old people. They're saying, <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck Morrison's all these old, old clones. Kingdom of weird. Uh, Rex. Yeah. So he's in the Rex corner as it now seems so much more relevant to having Ahsoka in the show to see both of them in any live action uh, would be so good. A- and hey. that,
0: that's kind of where I was leaning towards. I, I really think. Yeah floney has been setting all this up through the clone wars through season one mando i think it's inevitable
1: yeah and then uh last one that we'll read for this and look you know if we keep getting this response you know, we'll up the number of responses that we read, but we just—I can't read all 113 for for this episode. It would take. Too yeah, long. ain't gonna happen. But <laughs> it,
0: it keep uh keep participating because we're gonna start doing more just engaging. Hey, what do you think of this? Or as Nick said earlier, maybe we'll do a poll. Just stuff to kind of keep fans engaged with SWTs throughout the week. Yeah, when we're not sitting around doing this live stream circle jerk with each other.
1: Yep. So um, this is last one here from Stormtrooper Pete. He's in the Rex corner as well. He's an integral character in Star Wars, and we know that he was on Endor. And given the recent events in Clone Wars and, of course, Rebels, this would be an excellent continuity uh, slash fan service. (laughs) And he put, like, the little Grimace face for fan service. Some some people hate fan service. I am not one of those. Having it be Boba Fett would be great, too, but that takes away from the key characters of The Mandalorian and would require a deeper backstory on his storyline after ROTJ. Certainly not saying we can't do that down the road. So he's just saying, like, especially now, like, and then Matt, we can kind of give our thoughts briefly on this. I mean, now that we have this Bo hand rumor, now that we have this Ahsoka rumor, now that, you know, we know that Tamira Morrison is in it, and we know that Tamira Morrison can not only play Boba, he can play Rex, he could play whoever the fuck that he wanted in terms of clones. I'm kind of leaning towards Rex because it would, you would bring back the, you know, the, the big duo from clone wars, it makes sense that Rex would be involved in this time period. And, you know, to see him back with Ahsoka again would just be such a, you know, an awesome moment. Even, you know, we're talking, fuck 40 years almost after right the episode, you know, the, the, no, the I, I'm with clone you wars. too
0: on, on the Rex thing. As I just said, I really think Filoni's been laying this trail in place I mean, the whole fact that we got the Darksaber tease at the end of Mandalorian, let alone the ties to Mandalorians during the Clone Wars, seeing Death Watch come down and save Din, uh, and just how specifically he made Ahsoka be Bo-Katan's contact in these last four episodes and what Ahsoka did for the Mandalorians and Din's mission, everything to me is kind of leaning towards... Ahsoka's appearance which would mean Rex wouldn't be too far behind because as we saw in Rebels where there was an Ahsoka there was going to be a Rex.
1: And I think Uh, another good thing to bring up here with Rex is that it would give a really interesting perspective on how Mandalorians treat clones. Because, you know, do they welcome them? Do they openly welcome clones into the now scattered mandalorian conclave or do they still look at them as like dude y'all are you know y'all are clones y'all aren't real mandalorians there's nothing that you can do to get in our good graces like that dynamic would be interesting
0: yeah so there we go anyways thanks for uh, participating we appreciate it that lets us not feel like the, the big losers that we think we are in the star wars fan podcast arena. all right man deep breath we're rounding home it is that time it's the reason most of you are probably still sitting in here as you have like these glossy eye looks and you're going why did i do this today why did i decide to click on that youtube link in my mailbox (laughs) when the star wars time show went live well this is why it is time for the top five star wars fan artist features of the week as chosen By at that Nick C. Yeah. Based on features throughout the week from at Haywood Pop, based on you motherfuckers that use our tag, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, or tag our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show.
1: Yeah. I mean.
0: We love you. This is for you. Who did Nick pick? I have no idea. I saw the names. I don't know what images they are until I do this scroll right here. Who's it gonna? Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at and then that. it's
1: also a, a Haywood pop shot breakdown of the week. Oh no, week. that's right. Uh oh. <laughs> so Matt. I,
0: I'm definitely not gonna look at that until we get down to yeah. Uh,
1: so, um, I mean, this week again, this was the first week that we're doing a top five when we have cracked the five k mark. So again, thank you all so much just for the support and the love and the you know the interactions that we've been getting on the on the IG side of things. It's fantastic to see this community growing. And to see people actually like tuning in for a live stream that we do, I never thought that we would actually get people watching us live, but it's been pretty fucking fun so far. If you guys
0: are still watching, what's wrong with you?
1: I know was, we're two hours and thirty minutes in, yeah, so thank you we're, for we're, sticking. We're we're gonna
0: fail our promise to ourselves. Like every <laughs> every precast, we get in here and we try to promise shit to each other.
1: I was like, that's we don't need three hours today. Yeah, well, uh, too bad. Then we we'll got into questions.
0: <laughs> then we got into the questions. We were moving great, but anyways, we're here to celebrate you, Star Wars fan artists. It doesn't matter if you're taking pictures of toys or doing the arts. We're here for you. Yeah, And that's why our man right here, one of the greatest Star Wars fan artists on the planet, if not in the galaxy, and that is Daz Tibbles with this mashup of... I think this is just work he's done before. Like, I've seen a lot of these. He just created a mashup poster that features the Mandalorian, and you got some Boba Fett in there, you got the Slave One, and you've got the... Razor 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 Crest. Crest. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I mean, it... It is a perfect example of Daz's work, why we love him, and why, I think One Six Shooter said last week, why we'd all love to see a, a animated show in this type of um, adult, more adult-oriented format.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this the, the type of work that Darren puts out on a, a regular basis is just stunning. I mean... His his style, his artistic you know license that he that he takes with these characters, and the way that he can really, like you said, take take somebody you know take these characters and and give them a more adult-oriented style, make them look more visceral in in the way that they're portrayed. It's just beautiful i mean this i could see matt having this tattooed on his back like this is a full yeah back I, I was just gonna say i mean
0: <laughs> this is any of of daz's work just right here on my face this side of my face yeah. i'll post malone myself it doesn't matter i mean look at this artwork it's fucking crazy, look at it dude. It's, and it's the best nice. part is is he animates in this style too and it is so fucking boss we've said it a thousand times i mean I feel like Lucasfilm probably has asked him to work for them. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I like my (laughs) style, my tone. It's a little more hardcore. So I'm just going to do what I do. But I mean, this will be one of the best follow recommendations we ever give any of you. I'm assuming most of you that are still listening or listening now are probably already following at Daz Tibbles because you just know this is the way. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yeah. 100%. So at Daz Tibbles on Instagram, fantastic follow fantastic artist all around so um next up top five we have a new 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 person this is new
0: all around this i think this is their first feature and then look at this dreams do come true top five right off the bat this is one
1: underscore photo toys on instagram looks like a new account only 356 followers um so so make sure to, to show him some love and he's got a really good uh, representation here of the Mando <laughs> episode two after, Mando. Yeah. yeah. The, the mudhorn fight. So you have the, the Din Jaren figure completely covered in mud laying in a pit. I mean, it looks like the, the, the environment that, that one photo toys has put together here almost looks pretty, pretty fucking close to what we see. Uh, the Mando actually fighting it in the show. Like there's, I don't think there's any trees, but like, it's pretty fucking close and, uh, the pose is great. You still you see the pistol that he has there, covered in mud, and just the way that he was able to to literally you know weather and, and cake this character in mud it was was a really fun uh, portrayal of. of oh his, yeah, and too. that's
0: that's what draw me to it at first. I mean, first use the hashtag. So good on you, one well, photo dude. toys. But it is it's just the, the practicality of the whole shot. I mean, everything here's practical. Just slopped his ass down in some muddy sand. It looks like picked them up. Might have knocked a little mud off here, chipped a little there, but it does, it does evoke the image of him getting his ass kicked by that mudhorn. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, it might have been like right at the onset of the fight. You know, his armor's not all dinged up yet, but it is. It just it's it stands out because of the the practical effects.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So at one o n e underscore photo toys on Instagram, beautiful job, beautiful work. Um, next up, we're sticking with. The Buckethead Mando theme, because that was just what appealed to me this week. And we have Captain Ordo up here at CPT underscore zero RDO with uh, not full Beskar Mando riding uh, yeah, this, an I IPD. <laughs> it's so fun. like what really stands out to me and what had to be so fucking hard for Captain Ordo to achieve here is that pose getting the Mando on top of the oh. IPD. Like, I
0: forgot to turn the images back. It sorry, go ahead. So
1: so what we see is you have Mando in full kind of aim. Sorry, guys. Aim pistol form. And he is he's standing on top of it and like kneeling on top of an Imperial probe droid, just popping off some shots at somebody in the distance. Excellent lighting here by Captain Ordo as well. You have some red lighting on the side on the left side of the photo, and then a little bit of like blue-white lighting on the other side, giving some really cool uh, affects the shot. Uh, overall, I really do just think that the pose and the work done to achieve the pose of the two figures on top of each other was really well done by Captain Or. Oh yeah, so,
0: I, I've said this before, but Sean at CPT underscore zero RDO has he's one of my f- favorite toy photographers now i mean typically any shot he puts up it's gonna be yeah i probably should share this one or maybe i'll wait until he drops a shot tomorrow maybe that one will be more share shareable it does not all shots are shareable I and mean, the guy poses well lights very well and just cooks up cool looking images i mean th- this again I'll use this to kind of rip on myself, but I would never sit here and think of this setup ever. Sorry. I'm, I'm fixing an iPad for a little star Wars fan here. So,
1: (laughs) but yeah, I mean, who would think to put Mando on top of an Imperial probe droid? It's, it's just a really creative piece of piece of photography here. So, uh, at CPT underscore zero RDO on Instagram, beautiful job. Moving on to our next one. We have a returning top five member here, and Kiko collects. And like, whenever I feature these mall images, I'm like, man, like I don't know if I'm featuring the the shot because this Hot Toys mall just looks so good by itself, or if it's just like the photo work. But in this one in particular, I mean, Kiko has obviously captured the the visage and the in the overall visceral nature of Mall in his face but then just the work that he does with the post processing on the lightsaber with the with the kind of like the um the goddamn my brain is just freezing. The effects in the background, the particle <laughs> effects in the background. Yeah, the stuff, the thingies, the yeah, shiny the things, thingies, the things right here on the picture. The particle effects in the background. Right. No, and then I the mean, pose dude, of Maul. That that hand yeah. out. Oh yeah. Look, you know, it's just that it's it's what he does to Ahsoka in the Clone Wars episode where he's like, join me. puts out his hand. Uh, just excellent job.
0: No, I, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head here. This figure, and this is why I I brought it up as probably my favorite collectible from the past six months might, might've been longer than that, but this figure is a work of art. Uh, I would, I, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Kiko shot. It's a fantastic shot. Really the lighting sells it here. You get that nice kind of blue hue on the one side. Then you get the red accents from the reflection of the lightsaber on the other. And obviously his eyes are always tweaked a little bit. There's a nice little light. A little swath of light in there, right, Nick, in the eyes? Yep. That adds to it. But it's this mall. I mean, I I contend you could take this mall out right now, shine one light on it, black backdrop, and it would be a, a work of art. It's just a fantastic figure. And Kiko Collects shows us how to shoot it portrait style. I mean, just look at that guy. I mean, it looks like young Ray Park, all gussied up on the set of tpm getting ready to shoot a fight scene
1: oh yeah dude it's it's a fantastic portrayal of this character um and kiko really did capture (laughs) they're they're
0: questioning your your term sparks spark i said particle (laughs) effects right no but no he's saying why don't you just call him sparks i don't know why i didn't say that man (laughs) you (laughs) You you know why alfie because we're starting to get delirious three
1: three hours straight of talking with no pauses has an effect on your right. brain yeah, yeah will, you, guys, you guys you guys should
0: be impressed <laughs> you really should be you guys try to talk for almost three hours without doing a bunch of hums Whew. uh uh eh, or dead air it's tough yeah, i know we're not we're not looking for any medals but if you want to send me one you know how to get a hold of me
1: okay. yeah so at kiko dot period yes. collects Yes. on I Instagram, mean,
0: please. Kiko takes some fantastically lit portraits.
1: He does. i mean, really, he's really good a, with the
0: lighting and uses a lot of different color. And that's why uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this artist. So. Yeah, I
1: mean, just looking through his feed, uh, he's got a, uh, a, a there you Thanos go. one that he just posted yesterday. Excellent job. He's got a, a Tross Palp one that he posted a few weeks ago. Um, oh, I
0: mean, look at Look at this. Anakin. There's there's man. other malls yeah i mean so like guys, i said it's just the lighting is money
1: yeah Love excellent it. portrait photographer here so um see this
0: is what this is what i need to do <laughs> i need to just realize like i should just stick the portraits not even try to do setups just do basically i'm only shooting from their torso up and i think it would help me uh, immensely gain
1: some so. yeah gain
0: some confidence back. thank you keiko <laughs> fantastic um, stuff
1: all right next up last one in the top five before we get to the haywood pop shot breakdown of the week uh, is from Hans Greedo. I believe Hans Greedo has made the top five before, but it's a really cool shot because it's a, it's a, it's a figure and it's a, it's a featured, uh, you know, figure that we've never really, we don't really see too much of. And it's Tusken Raider with a, uh, a Bantha in the background. Yeah, yeah,
0: I like the Bantha up there. I know.
1: Just like the Bantha hanging out. And then the Tusken Raider with his long rifle sitting on top of a, a Canyon And this is—you could almost imagine that this is one of the two Tusken Raiders that was talking up on top of the canyon uh, as as Luke and uh, and C three PO were going down the gorge looking for R two D two and a new home. Matt, what you don't know is that Matt on the side does the voice of Tusken Raiders. Yeah, I just, I just,
0: I just spoke some Tusken for you. Yeah, you got to figure out what I just said.
1: So, Matt, for this figure here, is that soft goods? Like Yeah, yeah, these are actually great,
0: great Black Series figures. I think they're maybe two or three years old at this point. But yeah, they have the nice cloth cape. I mean, they're almost, they have soft goods throughout and some rubbery plastic stuff underneath. But obviously, they've got those iconic looking faces and heads. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they These, when they came out, they, these were fun to shoot, obviously for people that or better at setting them up, came out with some really great-looking shots in the sand. You know, you got particle effect action, light ray type of shots, atmosphere aerosol. Uh, They are are fun to shoot, but I doubt I'll ever bust mine out because Mm -hmm. the way I roll, once I shoot a figure... That fucker gets locked up so I don't have to think about shooting it ever again. <laughs> That's just how I am. Like, I can't handle it. Yeah, you can't You can't relive the memories. The ones, no, like, and it's stupid because I think if people knew how many fucking figures I have, and some of them are hard to get, some of them are awesome looking. Like, I've got almost all the figure arts, Star Wars, and they're just locked away in a glass case. I'm never going to take them out again because I don't want the pressure of taking a shot.
1: Would Matt... Does not tell you is that secretly he's building a museum of Star Wars figures and uh, eventually he's gonna open up his basement. People have to pay twenty dollars to come in and walk around. See and you Mr. See, Jedi Yeah. see all of these figures that he's got down there. Um but yeah, Hans Greedo, excellent job. I also like the the way that he got the sun right behind the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean this, this
0: this this is like a that a very natural setup I, I don't think there's any outside light this is probably at at dusk or dawn to get that low hanging sun kiss uh and just no frills and sometimes no frill shots are the best I, i've uh, my last two shots were no frills they're they're anakin skywalker as vader just out in my yard again catching some of the light and dousing it with uh, atmosphere aerosol
1: yeah, yeah, some of those you can already see on the on the side panel at StarWarsTime.net. Sir
0: Dork bailing out. See, we're getting them all to quit now. They can't, yeah, like, handle, we're tapping they can't out. handle the marathon. We can't, we're Pussies. tapping
1: out. Um, <laughs> all right, so at Hans Greedo, uh, give him a follow on Instagram. Excellent work here, my friend. And this brings us to the
0: final Oh, no, I always get scared. Segment. Here we go. This oh, is the, okay, all right, that's not not too bad.
1: The Haywood Pop Shot Breakdown of the Week
0: so Matt right. tell us what we
1: got here and tell yeah, us so what we're looking
0: at we're looking at the hot toys return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker not the one that they released after this one that had all the accessories that we wanted so fuck you hot toys to start mm-hmm. uh this was done in my backyard the, the backdrop there are just some stones I had laying around and this is on a plastic table I think I have a piece of black cardboard behind it to make sure no light was peering through and kind of my vision for the shot, which never really gets executed in the final final deal was this is more or less the moment Luke finished building his green lightsaber.
1: I was going to ask you about that because it does very much look like that deleted scene that was shown during that celebration. Where, right. Like, if you, if you I don't
0: know ignited. when you were looking for this, Nick, but around this shot, I would have had others from this the setup. And I did, I kind of had him with his hood on, reaching towards R2, trying to mimic that scene. But sometimes, because I'm not great at recreating scenes, I like to envision, hey, what happened off camera, right? What didn't we see when Luke was putzing with this lightsaber? So this was kind of the idea behind this setup and the pose, is like, he has just built it, he ignited it, now he's looking at it realizing what he has to do. Like, at this point, he already knows that you know he's about ready to go on this big rescue mission for han yep but i think deep down he knows ultimately that he's gonna have to face his father again and this is going to be the tool to do it yeah uh, so that was kind of the the inspiration behind the shot the, 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 do other people see that i don't know but that that's kind of why i set it up this way and 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 took the shot in terms of the quality this was when I was still learning my lightsaber VFX, so it's not quite as perfect as I like it What I use these days. I think the blade's a little too clear, if you will, Nick. Like the, okay. the core of the blade's a little too clear. It's not fuzzy enough for me. There should be more light washing from the blade. Yeah uh i don't know it's just it's a it's a basic haywood pop portrait type of shot though i mean this, this is kind of what i do it's it, it only got 134 likes it probably only deserved <laughs> 134 likes to be honest <laughs> with you it's uh really the lighting's not that impressive there's not much atmosphere in it and outside of just a great looking hot toys figure it's it's I mean, like okay. i think
1: you did a good job of the light diffusion on the background because you look at those rocks in the back and they're all lit green like the well, lights colors.
0: using so. loom cubes for sure i mean yeah. i I can i can light green it's when i try to light blue lightsabers with lights that shit gets fucked up in post and i'm sure i'm sure if anyone's still in here if you're a a graphic design genius for some reason when i shoot in raw with blue light and then bring it over to my ipad mac whatever when i import it into my photo program it turns that blue light into purple and it mm-hmm. drives me fucking nuts uh, so I think the next time I shoot in blue, I'm just going to set my camera to shoot in JPEG, which isn't ideal, but I will be able to control that blue light. So you know, I mean, th- this is—I would say at least two summers ago I did this. this shot. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, probably probably the summer of eighteen. You, oh, you put now it out when in I posted it, twenty nineteen. <laughs> oh yeah, so this is totally summer eighteen then. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. All right. All right, so Alfie is, okay, so blue is a color that that can get fucked up and raw. I just, I need to know that so I don't feel like I'm stupid, because the the stunt guy that always tells me I suck, and that's why I I don't like my work, but he also told me, he's like, quit being a loser and use Photoshop, because if you import it into Photoshop, it'll just auto-correct that shit. It's like a white balance issue or something, so... Whatever. I don't want to get into color theory here. Up the hue and lightness. All right. Thank you, Alfie. I'll give that a try. But yeah, there you go. I mean, I don't hate this shot, but I also look at it and go, this is why it only has 134 likes. Uh nothing too dynamic about it. It's more of a portrait and it I should have just pulled in closer on it, maybe. I don't know. It's a great figure, though. I mean, that's a fantastic look. But like I said, I screwed up and got it before he shipped with his, his deleted scene Poncho he had his uh endor garb they shipped with it so i got fucked
1: <laughs> i mean it's a definitely a good looking shot so um well, there you go i mean that's the end of it that's the that's the haywood pop shop breakdown of the week that's yeah, the there you top go. there's five a the there's an
0: ad of some women in bathing suits
1: <laughs> to close out the show for the live stream there we go and that's the star wars time show for the week matt bring us bring us home sir
0: That is right my friends and boy was it fun. I do like these live streams but I don't know what it is about them. For some reason it it guarantees we're gonna go three hours. Maybe that's because we get distracted with the chat but that's why we're here. We are here to engage with like-minded Star Wars fans. And if you're like-minded it means you're probably a little off your rocker because at least when I'm talking about myself the screws are loose but I'm sane enough to function in normal society. So at this time, you know what it is. There's always time for Star Wars time, but there's always time for the Star Wars time dance, right? It's time to do that dance. And what is it? Well, this is when we go to StarWarsTime.net. Look, we're right here. You can see it right here in the video version of the cast if you are watching on YouTube. And if you're a first-time listener or if you're someone that's just been a lazy ass, right? You've never taking the time to help your bros out from the star wars time show and check out their website or subscribe to their podcast or subscribe to their youtube channel this is what we do right now right StarWarsTime.net. you get here look subscribe to podcast you hit that you can pick your platform of choice we've got them all there are no more excuses no more excuses once you pick your podcast platform make sure to follow rate and review all right iTunes people, we need more ratings. Up, 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 up. I think we're at 25. We need 125. Strike that. We need 1,025. And then people will think we're really cool. Same thing on the YouTube. Get subbed up. Join in. Check notifications so you know when our dumbasses go live. Because it's not like we will ever tell you with enough time to plan for the show. That's how we roll. By the seat of our pants. Nothing is ever done. With too much thought. But that's what makes the Star Wars Time show. The shit show that you love to dedicate a few hours of your week to. For your love of Star Wars. Alright my friends. So do that dance for us. Starwarstime.net. Share it around. But unlike the virus. We want you to spread it. Right? Star Wars Time 19. That's how we roll. There's always time for it. There is always time for Star Wars Time. And Remember. Those of you in the chat, I know you know this, but if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you, always.